0: Welcome back to the Epitome of Suffering That Is, the That's Facts Podcast with Clamp and Cougar. Yeah, we'll just we'll just run through them. Um all right, well three, two, one. Welcome back to the Epitome of Suffering That Is the That's Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Cougar. Whatever you want to call me with me today as always. I have my wonderful um, unmatched that's um, another synonym for uh, perfect unrivaled. host unrivaled my amazing um unmatched hosts i think i said unmatched already but it's fine my, my awesome co-host clamp and connor and we are back first episode of 2024 um happy new year to all of our listeners um hope you guys enjoyed the holiday season with with, with your families and, and, and whatnot um I hope you guys enjoyed the bowl slate now. Uh, we gave y'all a couple of weeks off between our last episode, but we're back. Um recap pectoral bowl action as well as one of our teams is going to a national championship. Um could have been both, but it's neither here nor there. Um Clamp, I'll let you have the opening thoughts here since you are the uh, the champion of the week in in, uh, in a lot of ways actually.
1: That's absolutely right, Jackson. Um you know, it's it's a beautiful feeling. I mean, Washington is in the national championship. I never thought I'd be able to come onto this podcast and say that. Um, but here we are. We've made it. Um, representing the Pac-12 one last time in the national championship. Who would have thought? Um well, Connor had us undefeated and I, I had us making it this far. But...
0: I, had you, I had you in the playoffs.
1: We all thought it.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> <The> you... <action.
1: laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> all of us (laughs) yeah all three of us um you know but i gotta say the three of us um we are we we, we're masterminds here i gotta say that i I, there wasn't a whole lot of um there there wasn't a whole lot of um there was a lot of 10 and twos and 11 and ones for us out there but um not a whole lot of 14 and 0 predictions here for this team I, i gotta say i feel like As the season's gone on, the media belief in us has kind of gone down, if anything, Mm -hmm. Um, which is weird because we've continued to win, but it's like this weird feeling of that little stretch in the season where we played like shit has kind of, you know, dragged down the perception of the team. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, honestly... After the Washington, the Washington State game, I lost a little bit of the hope that I had um, that we would make it here. Uh, but the way they came out against Oregon was making me think, okay, we really have a shot in these playoffs. And the team looked the best it has. We'll get into the Texas game, but we looked the best we have all season.
0: Yeah, to that point. Um, is, is that is that your – you, you're done with your segment? I, I am. I'm good. I'm ready to hear Connor's thoughts. All right, go ahead.
2: Um, About just in general?
0: Just in general, just opening thoughts. Yeah, I um,
2: I mean, there's been a lot happening behind the scenes for Oregon State football that I've been getting into Uh, recruiting-wise. We've lost a lot of guys. We've gotten some new guys. Uh, we're doing a lot of... Um, damage control right now as you can say it are we doing a good job at damage control no but we're bringing in new talent which is always a good thing um i will say having the entire coaching staff gone is really really killing the momentum we had going into this season but we're doing a good job of keeping the young guys that were that are that are gonna be future contributors that we'll get into later but um besides my team i think i i really like the results but besides besides jackson's game i really like the results of a lot of the bowl games that happened um i i loved seeing i love what i saw especially from the pack some of the pack some of the pack some of the pack pack teams um was really really disappointed in some others um but overall i'm happy with how bowl season turned out Um, happy with how my prediction for washington was spot on got laughed at that a little bit at the beginning of the season. Uh, my predictions actually have turned out pretty well besides my USC one um and my Arizona one. I had Arizona having three wins. Uh, let's just ignore that. that um bad. but besides that, uh yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm doing good. Life's good. Never been better. It is. Deal.
0: It's beautiful. Life is beautiful. With a bright
1: yeah. future in front of all of us, you
0: know. Correct. It's just I I, I am I am looking at the at the at the sunshine I'm like that one meme that, that the two dudes on the bus like the one of them like staring out the window smiling like yes. Monday Monday, oh, yeah. Monday night I was the dude on the other side of the bus right, Tuesday yeah. night, I was the you don't want to be night. that dude honestly Wednesday and Thursday I was the other side of the bus but it's a new day I'm looking towards I'm looking towards the sunshine and I'm feeling great I'm, I'm happy'm I'm, I'm happy to be here <laughs> with you guys um so, let's 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 celebrate being here together and get back into some Pac-12 recaps. For I guess this will be the final time that we do this with with um, these teams together. Um, obviously, next year we got a lot of fun things planned. But that we'll get into that when we get into that. Um, we'll start with the uh, the LA Bowl. UCLA versus Boise State. Two incredibly average football teams facing off in a really bad football game. Um, Boise State went into half leading 16 to 7, which is about what I thought this game would be for its entirety. Um, but then Ethan Garbage just kind of turned it on in the second half. Um, J. Mike Sturdivant had a really good game. Four catches, 142 yards, and a score. Um, and UCLA, with a 28-6 to six second half, um, goes on to win this game, 35-22. to 22. Um, as, much, as badly as we spoke about UCLA towards the end of the season, I really am impressed with the way that they were able to come out and perform in the bowl game. Obviously, it's against Boise State and, and you know, without Taylor Green. And I, I do think that UCLA is a much more talented team than Boise State. But, um you know, it's it's good to rebound from what what many saw as a, as a disappointing um, season. Even though it I mean, it really wasn't that bad, it wasn't the worst in the world. Seven five, win a bowl game. Um, but anyway, um, I it was impressed with the way that Ethan Garbers played. Um, I, I think that's really about like the only like true no. Colin Schley is a running back. Um, I think that's been established. Um, and yeah, I, I think
2: that's really about it. for them. Um, I have some, so I've been watching Boise State. Boise State's always a team I like to watch, even if even in their down years, because I know a lot of people at Boise, I keep in touch with how they do. Um, it was cool to see uh jo- George Holani go at it for his last ever college game. Yeah. Uh, dude's been at Boise for a while, dude's been a trooper. Um, 17 carries, 138 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, one and one catch for 145 yards. Not really, a, not not a bad way to go out at all. At all. Um, but what what Boise State has in Ashton Ginty is special. He is going to be one of the best running backs in the country next year. He already was this year. One of the most underrated running backs in the country. This he's kind of like he's kind of like De- he's a Davy Martinez at Boise State. They paid him a lot of money to stay uh they, they he's he's the future of their program and the fact that they that the fact that he, they got him to stay with uh, how much money he could have got somewhere else is very promising sure. um yeah they did lose tail into the portal not 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 as not as big of a loss as people say it is honestly um yeah. boise state could easily get someone in the portal that can match his talent um
1: yeah um, they're all over malachi nelson right now
2: yeah uh did you see the Did you see the video of him getting greeted at the airport by Boise State fans?
1: No, I didn't <laughs> see that. that. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, it was it, it was interesting. Was a lot of them? Uh, like a like a like a group of like 150. What, the hell?
0: Dude, what are y'all doing? Y'all not have jobs? Go to
1: work. <laughs> it's over <laughs> crew. Get yeah. over yourself. Uh, Imagine yeah. he doesn't go there. Do got, the yeah, J- no got the
2: JT got the JT treatment. As a transfer portal quarterback that got beat by a preferred walk on at USC, that's just kind of crazy to me. Um, but regardless, if he doesn't have the Boise, that'll be awesome for them. Um, uh, my, my UCLA side, uh, calling the Colin experiment, it's over, it's done. <laughs> um, dude was so bad, he got benched after the first half. He did have a touchdown, he wasn't the most efficient. Uh, he did have seven rushes for 127. Maybe he's a running back,
0: like I said, he's a running back, maybe,
2: maybe he's just a running back. Um but, we'll in
0: golf two point oh.
2: Yeah, he is. Uh, J- great to see J Mike get involved heavily here. Um and Garber showed why he's um Chip Kelly's favorite, I guess. That's 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 mainly what I got from this game. UCLA was more talented in their depth and their depth is able to show up against Boise State's depth. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean it was I did watch this game. I don't know why. Um <laughs> <laughs> I did. I watched this game. And me
2: with, that's me with every single bowl game. I did watch this game. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Um, J-Mike, J- um, he capped the season with a bang, and I'm happy to see that. He's my guy. He was my guy going into last season, and he really broke out with Cal and you know, it becomes one of those regrettable moves when your production goes significantly down. Um, and the team that you join isn't even I mean, Cal pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, the team be- you joined isn't even that much better. So <laughs> feels like a pretty regrettable transfer here for um sturdivant, but at the same time, it felt like a home run move when he did it. Um mm-hmm. felt like you're going from a shitty quarterback situation Justin Wilcox is not a bright offensive mind. To Chip Kelly in a UCLA offense that was great last year, and they went and won nine, ten games. Um, Seemed like you were making the right move at the time, but my goodness, um, it didn't pan out this year. But a really nice sign at the end of the season. So we'll see what what happens with that. Um, I'm not excited about UCLA's future, though, um, if I'm being completely blunt and honest. Them going into the Big Ten looks like hell. and It looks rough. It's, they're, it's
0: going to be bad.
1: And they're not making transfer portal moves that I'm overly excited about. Brian Addison could be interesting. I never hated him at Oregon, but he's also not good. Um, and he hasn't really proven anything. Uh, Rico Flores from Notre Dame, that's a good transfer pickup. I got to say. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to ball out for them. Um, Him and J. Mike are looking like a good receiver duo. Um, And if they're going forward with um, Ethan Garbers, uh, he needs those big guys on the outside where he can um, throw those 50-50s. So Rico Flores and J. Mike, maybe, maybe something good comes out of that. I mean, but they also got the kid from uh, Miami, Collins H.M. Pong. He was a huge recruit. Um, Yeah. But he's he he was that six seven he was a oh he played edge at Miami I didn't even know that but he was a six seven like two seventy tight end um, in high school who could really run so I guess converting to edge really makes sense for him because that's kind of like the DJ Johnson arc there mm-hmm. um, no. God Mario Cristobal playing him at tight end oh my God yeah. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> I guess oh, I'm, on to, uh, I'm ready to move on to Cal and Texas Tech, though. I don't really have anything to say about the actual game. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to talk about UCLA's future a little bit. I couldn't care Which less I mean, about the game.
0: I'm also not too excited talking about Cal and Texas Tech, but I am excited to talk about Cal's future. I do think that they are in a much better position than UCLA is, just based off the conference that they're going into and the position that they've set themselves up. Um, Cal has been a consistently solid recruiting program. Um, and they go They're in it
1: right now in the transit, right. yeah.
0: And they go in, uh, maintaining one of the best running backs in the country and with Jay Knott. Um, they got Chandler Rogers from North Texas, um, who is an explosive playmaker, which is, um, really what this offense needs. I feel like it, it, as much as you know, Clamp loves his guy Fernando Mendoza, um, he's, he's not so a needle mover, he's not a needle mover, he's 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 got um. He's got, he's, got Jack, he's got a lot of Jack Plumber in him. Um, oh, no. And the, he and was so team.
1: bad in the bowl game, um, Mendoza was.
0: And so, like, um, being able to go out and get a high-leg like Rogers, like I said, he was an explosive playmaker. Um, I find it hard to see them scoring 14 first-quarter points and then not scoring again for the rest of the game a ton of times next season with him. Um, so I'm just, I'm just excited to see how that engine runs going forward, which I, which I do think will it'll be a successful, um, you know, landing spot for Cal. Um, but as for this game, it just wasn't good. They just weren't able to consistently set up anything offensively. Fernando Mendoza threw three picks. Um, not going to win very many power five football games playing that way. Um, and I, I think that it's really just as simple as that. It just didn't play well. Um, they got beat by a, a, a pretty a, a disappointing Texas Tech team when you look back at their overall season, but uh, a talented one nonetheless. So,
1: Yeah, quite a few people had Texas Tech in that 9-10 win range preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, um, a lot of people gave them Wyoming as a shoe-in victory, and uh, of course that didn't turn out to be the case. Um and we said in our preview that that Wyoming game set the tone for um, Texas Tech to have a poor season for their standards. Wyoming turned out to be a damn good football team. They went to Texas and the Longhorns four quarters of football. Um, very, They lost 31-10, but Texas pulled away late
2: in that game. Wyoming nice. always the sneaky good football teams, man. They, they Wyoming—it's a place for, honestly, even as like a as, as a ranked team, I don't want to go to Wyoming. No, like, um, I don't want to go play in. Like, I I don't want to. I don't want to play Wyoming, especially if they're like, a, like top of the Mountain West team like that. Hell no. No,
1: no, that. and they won their bowl game. I mean, Wyoming played a great season of football. Shout out to
2: Wyoming. Let's clap it up for Wyoming, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Wyoming phrase in the pack on a
0: Isn't uh, isn't Craig Bowl, is that their head coach's name? I
2: think. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, doing a good job over there, really. Yeah. Um, yeah we- that's just what he does. We stole yeah. him from, oh, yeah, Arizona. Or yeah, or excuse me. Why am I playing the Arizona Bowl? That's why I didn't remember their bowl game because I didn't acknowledge that game. But shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out them,
1: man. We host that, right? Arizona Stadium? Yeah. Damn. That's kind of sad. That's a really tiny stadium. That's a bad bowl location.
0: I saw a uh, quote from one of the Barstool guys. It was like, um, unless the financials somehow work out, that'll probably be the last time. So, one and done for the Arizona Bowl. I guess they did, too. twenty one when one got canceled by COVID, then I guess they played last year. And then
1: the They've year had won. more bowl games here, though, or is it just no more, bars to no more
0: Barstool? No
1: gotcha. more Barstool. Gotcha, okay. There will still be an Arizona Bowl?
0: There will still be an Arizona Bowl, good. more than likely, oh. and I will still support that game. I just, Good, good, play. good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cal added some explosive playmakers other than Rodgers, though, that I wanted to touch on. Tobias Merriweather, um, he had – a Husky offer um, in the transfer portal early on. Um, Washington ended up, I think, opting for Jeremiah Hunter, more of a veteran guy, more proven in college football than Merriweather, maybe a slightly lower ceiling than Merriweather, but that's who Washington ended up going with. Cause I think Washington's just in the, was in the market for a starter and Merriweather could offer that, but we weren't entirely sure. Cal's in the market for talent, and that he does possess, so they went and got him. Um, That's a great pickup for Cal. and That's a way to poach on Washington's numbers issues. Um, They also went and got Old Dominion running back Kadarius Callaway, who I think is pretty damn good. Um, I was watching him um, when he committed to Cal, and I think there's something there. He actually got four stars as a transfer as well, so um, a lot of people think highly of him. They got Marcus Harris from Idaho, who Washington offered, I think, in the transfer portal as well. Um, They got some dudes. um, A few that come in from smaller schools, a few coming from bigger schools. um, And it all adds up to a top 25 transfer class for Cal so far. So um, nice. They could be good next year. They could be pretty good next year. I think they could win eight games in the ACC.
2: Yeah. Losing Jeremiah Hunter is definitely a. Big loss.
1: That's a blow. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you don't want to lose someone of that much talent. But
0: even then, um, you got to think this past season, and obviously it's a byproduct of, of the guys that they had throwing him the football, but he production was down this year for J-J, my Hunter. So right. Um, maybe that's just something that both sides needed, just to change the scenery.
1: I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think it was. Maybe not. I, I don't think. Cal needed a change of scenery from Jeremiah Hunter. He was still no, plenty but, good this year, okay.
0: um, but he showed up in your final game against UCLA. He was big for them in that game. Well. Um,
2: did we talk about Tobias Murrayweather already going to Cal? I, I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that four receiver.
1: That's a good pickup. Dang,
2: they are really are. The uh, they got a really good lineman too. Rush Reamer out of Montana State. Oregon State was heavily pushing for him, and he went to Cal. Um, yeah, they have a lot of really good pickups. Wow.
1: Yeah, a lot of them are from really small um, schools. Though. UC
2: Davis linebacker Ted Teddy Buchanan. Yep.
1: Dude uh, I think
2: we actually talked great. about
1: him last episode. He committed there a while ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, still like another really really good pickup. Um, dang, they did just have one one of their really good pickups from Tufts University flipped to USC today. But like, man, I mean, that's gonna happen.
0: Right. right,
1: yeah. I mean, um,
2: it's so weird with them being in separate conferences.
0: Recruiting battle doesn't really hurt. One,
2: one thing very quick I do want to point out about Texas Tech. Uh, they got one of my favorite receivers uh, in Micah Hudson. Oh, yeah. Um, I love when recruits do this, pave their own path, uh, especially – I mean, he, he, he's a Texas kid. Staying home to Texas Tech where he can easily just become an instant starter and prove himself. Definitely. Mike Hudson. Mike Hudson's game is going to be special, dude. This is a yeah. guy who I, I, I don't see him being a bust whatsoever. I think his game is going to contribute, like, like just translate, trans, transition so well to the college level. Him and, uh, uh is it Wingo from who Ryan Wingo time? who committed? Yeah, Ryan Texas. Wingo. Yeah, that th- those two guys are guys who I do not see being bust whatsoever. No, I think no, they're going to no. be instant. They're
1: interviews. dudes.
2: They are both dudes. They right? are dudes. Um, um, Jeremiah Smith as well. You can't. You can't oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, him as well. Um, like, he, he's kind of obvious, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he's
1: literally the number one player. Oh, the kid that reclassified for Alabama as
2: well. Yeah. Um, Williams. Ryan like Williams.
0: Good. I've seen him play in person. This
2: receiver class
0: yeah. is oh God.
2: stacked. Did, did he play your high school?
0: No, he was um he was playing. Oh, he in the, was
2: in the state. He was in the state.
0: Yeah, the one that I, I ended up working for. And dude, oh my God! Literally the first play of um Sarah Lynn school he goes to the first play their first offensive play he went for like a fifty-six yard touchdown or something
1: like that. Yeah, he's like, nuts, and he's insane, obviously but... young. So when the time comes, and and it's only going to be three years. In three years, he's going to be younger. NFL teams are gonna love that, and he's gonna be ready to go. I think right away. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid that's committed to Auburn's really good too. Came um,
2: from A&M.
0: Coleman,
1: Cam yep. Coleman. yep. he's also from Alabama, right? This, yeah, he is too. This wide to receiver class, dude. This is, is the best one I've seen in quite it, some time.
2: It, it, yeah, quite, quite a while. Um, there were usually there are a couple of guys who are like I feel like are pretty overrated. No, not not, not this class, dude. Um. Innis, who went to Ohio State, I thought he was a little overhyped.
1: Um, I mean, you look back two classes ago, the only guys I really – that got the five stars, there was like Chris Marshall who ended up at A&M. That guy would. <laughs> he's, he's that last chance, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I never saw it with him. But, of course, there was Luther Burt. You know Luther Luther Burden is um, who I would compare Hudson to. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. in terms of the recruitment and the even the play style, yards yeah, come, after catch type of guy, uh, just give him the ball and get out of the way type of guy. I mean, um, yeah. And they both kind of committed to pave their own path, like Connor said. I uh, no, we're getting off track here, but this no, is a good comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, awesome, uh, just how good the future college football receivers is. But let's talk about bad offense. Um, Utah Northwestern played. Um, there were no good receivers in this game.
0: There's no good players in this game.
1: Hey, defensive Shit. players. No good. Dude, defense. Ryan Halinsky
0: still. Ryan Holinsky was still at North Northwestern.
1: What? Yeah, yeah oh, he is. Geez. I did not watch this game,
2: and I'm glad. I, I
0: didn't did. either, and I, I am I proud did. of it. I did. I was. You I watched was,
2: this, Connor? Uh. Like three fourths of it, yes. Oh
0: man, See, like that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of game, Connor. Jesus, dude. Oh, that's Dedication
1: <laughs> like, to the it game. It was Christmas I
2: break. All right, my dad and I were just sitting down watching some football.
0: I mean, if if I didn't have if to work at all, this right, yeah, if I didn't have to work at my favorite place in the world, then I would probably find myself watching this. But, <laughs> I'd you know, rather it's... work
1: at Hibbet Sports than watch this. I'm not gonna
0: lie. Nah, I don't think so, bro. But,
2: uh, I <laughs> anyway. think
1: so. Would you? I I think I'd rather work at fries than watch this game.
0: Definitely. Uh,
2: yeah. Are uh, you saying worse
1: than fries? I don't know, bro.
2: Northwestern's quarterback Ben Bryant went down with a brutal concussion. Like head, head hit the turf, and he he he, he, he pulled a tula.
1: Why does this happen he, in like every Utah game? There's some brutal injury. I don't. Usually know. it's Utah's guy getting injured.
2: Uh, um, Utah Utah's defense played outstanding. Utah's offense played abysmal. That's basically, how, season. I mean... that's basically how this went. Um, Bryson Barnes went out with a bang in his Utah career. Uh, eight for 13, <laughs> 55 yards, two interceptions. That's that's high. I want to go out of
0: my
2: <laughs> Utah career, and now he's he's in the portal. Uh, he he's going picked
0: up yet? Is I he mean, even been going offered to, yet? Going to Central Utah State. You can't even get on an actual Utah State. Are you serious? I'm I'm joking. Oh, I thought, I, I thought <laughs> Utah State does
1: not exist. There's no way.
0: Utah, Utah Tech does. Utah Tech does, yeah. The treadmill. Deadass
1: end up there, I'm not gonna lie.
0: That's where he needs to go, bro. He's this that bad. He is. He's, he's he's not good.
2: When when Bryson Barnes is on, he plays he plays pretty well.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. no, his, uh, stop it. I'm, see, I'm, not, not, even, I'm not even going for that, bro.
2: You see what he did against USC that's all I'm gonna say. Northwestern won, eight against games USC, when Northwestern won US games. Northwestern won games despite
1: the Pat Fitzgerald allegations. Northwestern, this was their year to be good in the Northwestern cycle, and they still pulled it off. Even
0: actually, no, year. last year was their year. Isn't it every even year?
1: Oh yeah, that's right. right. Okay, so they so they were they off last year.
0: Yeah, they made up for it.
1: I guess.
0: <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah, <laughs> oh, let's, let's get it. Let's back. Get, Let's get out of here. Let's go get some. Get some. I, have
1: nothing else. I have nothing else to say about this game. Anyone else? Uh, I guess we could comment on if Utah's done anything in the transfer portal. Uh, really...
2: Robbie Ashford's visiting right now.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Like, uh, Depth. So he going to play running back? Uh, they did get Carson Ryan. That was nice. Yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> um, Boy, they're – their recruiting took a hit this year.
2: Jaquindon Jackson went to Arkansas. To Arkansas, yes sir.
1: JQJ what? left? Oh boy. Yeah. I didn't even see his I guess I did. I saw him enter the portal. That's right. I saw that. I saw. Him. Um JQJ and backfield duo now. That's weird. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting um. Yeah, Utah Um, might look... Nate Nate Johnson ended up at Vandy. That's a good spot for him. That's a great spot for him. I mean, he's going to die in the SEC, but, I mean, hey, all the power to him.
0: Nate Johnson's going to play Bama next year.
1: By the way, Mikey Matthews, he was wasted talent at Utah because they didn't have a guy that could throw the football for him. Is he in the portal?
0: What's
1: up? Is he in the portal? Yeah, he is in the portal, and he doesn't have, like, any crystal ball or anything, so I have no idea where he's heading, but... Oregon I State. just know he was oh, right. wasted talent at
2: Utah because the dude's quick, good with the ball, makes people miss. Um, if I'm Oregon State, I'm throwing an offer at Mikey immediately if we haven't bang, already.
1: Yeah, right there. I mean, you talent's talent, and if Oregon State can find talent, they need to go for it. Speaking is of talent, Isaac,
2: yeah, is is Isaac Wilson going to start right away for Utah?
1: Well, not over Cam Rising.
2: Oh, I forgot, I forgot Jesus. Oh, my God. Get a – the, the Indeed portal is waiting for you, bro. <laughs> the
0: job portal is. for I forgot about it. I <laughs> uh,
2: Utah's going to win the Big 12, aren't they? Yeah,
0: they sure are. Not <laughs> Arizona. Mm,
2: oh, you're right. Honestly, mm-hmm. I no, think that's no, closer. Zona. I got
0: Zona. I got Arizona. I got
2: Arizona. It's closer than Arizona. you guys are giving it
1: credit for. I think Utah – No, it absolutely
0: it is. Oh, yeah. i think arizona is the upset pick over you, over yeah. you so, yeah
1: i mean you you got i'm just saying you guys sounded pretty like, hold on a second
0: <laughs> i'm pretty and sure I'm the arizona guy
1: i'm supposed to be the arizona guy here
0: I, i'm saying i'm pretty sure just in terms of like confidence in, in arizona not so much right sliding by but,
1: the way um arizona is recruiting some very highly rated players um uh for their 2025 class. That that team is such a bright future. We'll talk about them in a sec. Speaking yeah, of futures, can- um, Miller Moss might be the future at USC. Um Yeah. He balled out. I can't even lie. I didn't think Miller Moss was that. I didn't think Miller Moss was good at all. Um He looked good against Louisville. Um I'm not sure what to take away from that. Louisville's deep special. Um which kind of goes to show Florida state did not deserve to be in the playoff, man. Um, that Louisville defense was pretty abysmal against USC and they made Florida state look silly. I know it was with Brock Glenn, but we did not want to see the Jordan Travisless Knowles in the playoff, um, oh. but uh Miller Moss looked great. And like uh Mekhi lemon, Jacoby lane, Deuce Robinson. Mm-hmm. My God, they've got weapons going into next year. Um, I don't know, and their defense looked pretty good. There were TFLs, um, there were sacks, they were active, um, their corners. They Kobe
0: looked really good. Um, they looked a lot. They looked like they had. They, did.
1: they looked like they cared. This was the one Pac-12 bowl game I was happy to watch. Um, yeah. I don't know, do you guys think USC has a defensive turnaround next year, or do you think this was kind
0: of a one-off? What? I think that they'll be I think that they'll be closer to this than they were as bad as they have been. Yeah. Let's not necessarily complete turnaround because you got know, I, I that's they they have to be very very different but like I said I think that they'll be closer to this form where there's like life. Um I mean cuz they still gave up 28 points like obviously right, I mean, they
1: weren't perfect. They weren't
0: perfect, but they they were there was life and I think that that's what you can kind of expect to see next season. Ooh. They uh
1: your opens in Vegas against LSU. Yeah,
2: the way they took two UCLA players who are really good in the secondary, John Humphrey and uh, Kamari Ramsey, is promising.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, missing Ramsey pisses me off. Um, the Washington was all over him, and we could not close that deal. Um, of course, you, you, UCLA's D coordinator going there, um, mm-hmm. probably bit us in, but um, still beat that. Be right. But Ramsey still visited, and I was really hoping that would be one we won, um, especially when Kobe Savage ended up at Oregon, right? Yes, I think yeah. that's right. Oh. Um, so those were the two safety products that Washington was going for. And they both ended up at in Big Ten rivals' hands.
0: Um, oh, don't say that.
2: Yeah,
1: well, it's, it's – that's, that's life now, man. That's rough. Yeah, that hurts to say, man. Um, I'm proud of Miller Moss, though. Six touchdowns yes. is ridiculous.
0: That's true. That's a really, that's a really good game, dude. It's really mean, good stuff.
1: doesn't get much better than that. Um, I, I, it looks like he is the starter next year. USC kind of passed out on um, Will Howard. He ended up yeah. at Ohio State. And I don't see USC recruiting any more quarterbacks um, that are instant starters. Um, so. And they lose Malachi Nelson. It looks like Miller Moss is USC's guy going into next god. season. Maybe they make a play at um Talia Tagavalloa, who just entered the portal, but I think he's going to Miami because my I think Tua's family wants um those two in the same city.
0: That would be crazy for sports marketing agencies down there. I hope they jump all over that. Yeah. Oh my god, there's so much money to be
1: made there. Right. I think um Tua and Talia will both be in Miami next year, which is really cool.
0: Talia doesn't even have to play it down in the NFL and just be generationally rich just for going to Miami to play college football.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a perfect opportunity.
0: Anyway, we should get back to our bowl games. Um, Arizona, man. Man, oh, man. Jackson Arnold, by the way, Clamp, you gave this man a royal throne. Treated him like a god, and he led his offense to a whopping five turnovers. Um, I thought he was pretty good. He still threw three picks. I,
1: it, I thought it, the guy was pretty good. I mean,
0: he started some um, passes, really, and he threw. I he was think really bad to start this game. He, he, he picked it up in the second and third quarters, um, but yeah. Just, he,
1: a true freshman gets off to a bad start in a football game i mean
0: but then he ended up finishing not too good either like i don't look,
1: know look man like two of the first three drives were two of his interceptions he only threw one for the rest of the game
0: <laughs> like, yeah
1: is that funny like i i think that's a pretty solid bounce back he led them to 24 points they got down the field and then uh, they got down the field to make it a two-score game, pretty much end the thing. And then um, Farouk, oh, no, they were up 13-24. to 24. And then Farouk fumbles the ball, and Gunnar Maldonado runs it all the way back. And, again, it was one of those hospital passes where he threw him right into a hit. But, but I mean, they catch that ball. They're probably going into score to get 31-13. And, they would have won the game. I mean, We're I thought Jackson Arnold was perfectly fine, Jackson. And you know, I I don't appreciate you coming at me like that. When You're, I'm sorry,
0: but what we should be doing is uniting around the successes of this uh, Arizona football program. Um, mm-hmm. Clamp, when 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 it was just me and you on this podcast back in the olden days before Connor Jones, um, we we bullied Jetfish to a point. Um, and I'll take majority of the play. I was very mean to Jetfish, Fish. Um, <laughs> and oh. now he he's going to have the last laugh. They are a tremendously good football team. I'm really glad that the nation could see how insanely ridiculous Tetra Millen is. Oh, my God, that kid mm-hmm. is so good at football.
2: He's um, first-round NFL – top 10 NFL talent. Like top yeah. ten pick in the draft, yeah, he'll on. be
1: a top ten pick next after he's, next year. He's,
2: he's ridiculous. Air, going to Arizona was the best thing he could have done. Flipping from Oregon was the best thing he could have done. Yeah,
1: yeah. him and Troy that. Franklin, though. My God, what would oof, that do?
2: Oof. Oh, I don't even want to know. I would have been be fun to guard. I mean, we
1: wouldn't. Um, we wouldn't be in the national championship if T Mac and Troy Franklin were on the same team.
0: No, no, Noah Fafita. I don't think anybody else but Oregon would be. It would just be <laughs> Oregon versus, it would just versus be Oregon. Versus Oregon. <laughs> Oregon versus Oregon. who wins? Good Lord, that would have been good.
2: Um, Noah Fafita showed in this game that, man, man, I mean, he showed it all season long, but, like, Oklahoma fans were talking a lot of shit. They were talking a lot about how they were going to come in and, Jackson Arnold is, is, is their, their, their golden boy. They're going to come in and blow up a Pac-12 team. No. Arizona's some business. They no, Noah Fafita and and Mac really took over. Oh, the Arizona's running game did not exist the entire game. Their passing game and their defense were able to come up clutch for them. And this team has the brightest future. One of the brightest futures in the country, if I'm being honest. Um. They have all momentum right now is going towards their football program. Even with the debt that their program is in, they might make up for it. <laughs> they, they, they might they might
0: make it up with how they their
2: mispl- football team
0: is doing. They misplaced like two hundred thirty million or something. I, st- I still have no idea how that's possible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's like the most Arizona story to come out I've ever seen. <laughs> Arizona forgot. Where their $230 million went in se- program and serious debt now. Whoops.
0: <laughs> oh
1: Arizona team accountant forgets to carry a zero. Team, team must disband. <laughs> that's
0: about what it was. Dude,
2: you know? Program must disband all their Olympic sports.
0: <laughs> Just football. Just football, no, basketball, the- baseball. That's it. Well, basketball and baseball are Olympic too. no sports at all, except for football.
2: No, no. Well, flag football is, is now Olympic sport. Do y'all see no that? No sports. No sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Arizona, okay. Arizona will be done. Because <laughs> I'm not getting the education for it. No, Speaking absolutely. of being done,
1: um, Jaden Delora is um done playing Power 5 football.
2: Okay, oh, Jetfish. Fish You've never done this for any other player. You make a statement defending Jaden Delora when he enters the portal. Do y'all see that?
0: I, I, yeah, he treats that. He treats him like he is a, a patron saint.
2: <sighs> Jed Fish has never defended a player going to the portal. Immediately as soon as JDL goes to the portal, he releases a statement about it.
0: That's just... I don't like that. It's grimy because it's. I don't. If. It it sucks to say, but I I feel like. If he wasn't going. I won't say going through. If he didn't do what he did legally, um, I don't know if there would be, like, an expectation to say something about it. Like, I feel like he thought that he had to. To take up for him. And it's like, that's just so grimy to me. But. I don't want to spend my whole night talking about that loser Mm because it just. Anyway, good win for Arizona. Their their program's in a really good shape. I'm excited to see where they go from here. Um, mm, yeah, I think we can kind of leave that ball game where it is. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna take over where Oklahoma left off in terms of um, Big Twelve dominance. Um, yeah.
1: Next but, is Oregon State Notre Dame. Connor, the floor is yours.
2: Uh, pure dominance from Notre Dame's uh, defense. They had a solid amount of starters playing in this game. And we had basically almost a whole O line that was backups because our guys are either well, we we had we had two seniors, but the rest of them have never really started before, and it was just a disaster from the jump. Uh, Deshaun Fenwick could not have any less room if they tried to run the ball. Um, ben Golbranson, I love you as a person. I hope this is your last ever game starting for Oregon State at quarterback. it will be. We have we have two much more talented individuals coming in to replace him as a starter. Um, one there there is one takeaway I will get from this game. We have Oregon State has had a good linebacker core even in our bad years. We and it's not going away. Uh, Melvin Jordan and Isaiah Chisholm are here. Uh, they play very well in the bowl game. Um, they are very young, talented guys who remind me a lot. Melvin Jordan reminds me a lot of Easton. Isaiah reminds me a lot of Omar Spates. Th- these two are going to be special next year. Um, the secondary. Uh, Jack Kane, Uh, was getting destroyed the entire game I preferred walk-on starting a strong at uh, free safety is never a good thing um he was getting destroyed by Notre Dame's backups the entire game he was a step behind every time he was he couldn't make a tackle um I'm excited for next season and the fact that I'm very very I'm very hopeful that this coaching staff knows what they're doing when it when it comes to who we're bringing in and how the game plan is going to work. We did have an interim head coach, um, who did not his play um, his play calls were awful. I'm going to be honest. Um, man could not call a good play to save his life. We did have a 397-pound um, lineman run in for a two-point conversion, which was fun. That was cool. Yeah, uh, it was a wildcat. (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: Yeah. You didn't see that?
2: You didn't see that? No, I didn't. Uh, I'd go go on Twitter and look it up. Uh, Barstool Sports posted it. Um, But, uh, yeah, that was fun to watch. Uh, Jimmy Valson, one of our future young receivers, uh, made a really good touchdown catch. The only touchdown we scored the entire game. Um, I don't want to do the score because it it, it just pains me. Uh, But – I'm um, no, it it's 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 the Sun Bowl. I mean, I mean, like if this was like a big bowl, like the Alamo or like the Fiesta Bowl or something, I'd be a little more disappointed in the result. But we lost over half our team to the portal. We lost an entire coaching staff. We had to rebuild. That wasn't even there at the game. Um, I'm I'm fine with
0: where we are
2: with, you know. yeah
1: reflecting on the season though for Oregon State it's hard not to be disappointed that oh, the team yeah. finishes 8 and 5 I mean with how much talent returned and with the year starting 6 and 1 it's it really the tide turned between Oregon State and Arizona when they met that night in
2: Tucson pretty much um and Indeed. also the tide turned the week that Mel Tucker was fired um there was someone who pointed this out to me? Ever since that Washington State game, the play calls looked were looking like a guy that didn't, that was gonna be out after the season. The way Coach Smith made these careless mistakes on crucial parts of games, the way coach the, the way, and I know he had like a I don't really care demeanor, but dude it was so incredibly obvious that he was just gone. Like the, the second half of the season, especially D- uh, the Arizona game was huge. I mean, obviously we lost by three points and those three points could have been easily made by, if we didn't run a fake field goal, 30 yards out um, with Atticus Sappington, who, if y'all didn't, if y'all <laughs> didn't see he transferred to Oregon. No. Um, that's always going to sting. I hope you miss every single kick the rest of your college career. Um, It's just I hate the way Coach Smith ended the season. It's It looked like a guy who gave up. It looked like a guy who was looking forward to getting his bag at a, at a Big Ten school. And it's unfortunate, man. It really is. Um, that Washington loss also obviously stinged. Uh, we were uh, snap over the punter's head away from um being tied with the national championship team um in Corvallis that we which we could have definitely beaten overtime if we had that, a lot of close losses, a lot of really tough losses, very disappointing end of the season. But you can't say that we didn't. I'm not gonna say that we deserved. To be better, because good teams need to finish out games. We didn't finish out games. Um, And that's kind of where it is. DJ was disappointing. The receivers were disappointing. The defense has some disappointing moments for sure. Um, Overall, disappointing season. But I'm grateful that we were able to have another bowl bowl season. I'm grateful that we were able to have a season. That was successful, because – you gotta remember, as an Oregon State fan, I suffered for like seven, six years. It was brutal, You're right? Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm, it's I'm been worse than this. I'm grateful for every season we get above six wins. Uh, I'm grateful for every season we have we yeah. have above eight. In this realm, that we have eight, ten wins, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. So,
1: and yeah, I mean, it going back to the Washington game, um, that just goes to show. Oregon State was good enough this year, talent-wise. That felt like the last game where Jonathan Smith tried. I mean, mm-hmm. he was like – and ju- it was it just ended up kind of being silly mistakes, like that safety um, that did Oregon State in in that one. Um, but it felt like Oregon State was making the right calls in that one. Um, DJ struggled in that game, but they ran – I mean, not on the ground he didn't struggle, but through the air. Um, very badly. Yeah, it and uh, the one thing that really looks bad in hindsight is the Aiden Child stuff.
2: Yeah, I was. Now, now that they're, play they're play going
1: on. to Michigan State together, that looks really bad in hindsight. Cry oh, That looks really nasty. Giving your future quarterback at a different school reps like that. Ugh, I don't like that.
2: I don't like the feeling that that gives me. Um, Coach Smith will never be welcome to Corvallis on a positive note anymore.
1: And no, and it away. sucks because he really did good things. We will, we will love
2: player. We will love player Jonathan Smith for the rest of our lives. We will hate Coach Jonathan Smith for the rest of our lives. And I think that's where a lot of OSU fans stand. I don't care if he changed our program for the better. The way he left it in shambles when he left, at the point that we are right now, ruins all the good things he did. It's, it's just, just weird to me
1: because it really feels like a lot of what he's done has been like purposefully spiteful towards Oregon State. Uh-huh. Like if he had a, like as if he has a vendetta against Oregon State. Bro, a lot the of the way- things he's done. The way are, he like, left, he doesn't care.
0: Oh my
2: god, the way he left a notes app, he had a notes app. Oh that's my right, he wrote, just had a notes app. Post. Popped on a private jet immediately to East Lansing, wrote on a notes app this Chad GPT ass script, and then he did not No, leave- and
1: as an alum, that's even worse because, like. That's your school. That's, That's where you school. went to school. That's where you became Jonathan Smith is at Oregon State. That's your legacy. Right. And you leave your legacy behind with a
2: notes app post. It's getting to the point where I hate yeah. Michigan State More than Oregon and USC. Right. I like yeah. I, I, I hope they lose every single game. I hope they I, I hope they have another scandal. I don't care what happens to that program. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't care. I seriously don't care. Like that program is dead to me at this point.
0: Yeah, I get it.
2: It's
1: I'm not going to let you keep going there, Connor. Because I thought you were about to say, I "Hope they have another shooting." No. Oh my no, God! No,
2: no! <laughs> it sounded like you were
1: about to no. say that, oh, dude. Oh my my eyes like lit no. up when you started with that S. I was like, "What?" Just because it's Michigan State, I'm like, I,
2: "Wait!" If <laughs> goes to MSU, I would never wish that on anybody. And no, dude. No from the shooting I, that happened.
1: I'm sorry so. for me for having like a dirty <laughs> mind on that, but what the, <laughs> I thought mean, you were going to keep going too, I was um,
2: like, Clamp, I hope you enjoy Silas Bolden, um, it
1: might be happening, I'm not entirely sure on that, Scott Eklund seems to think it is, I mean, he, he's a loser, but
2: <laughs> I do geez. know we're getting a commitment, oh,
1: not Silas Bolden, Scott Eklund I, by the way, is I the know, I know, Silas I,
2: Bolden know. Is a I know Oregon State's getting a really good commit in the next couple of days, um, yeah. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, Miles Rouser, uh, New Mexico State transfer. Ooh, uh, I have heard that name. Offered um, from TCU, Utah, Arizona State in the portal. Um,
1: back right.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a safety, yeah. a former four-star recruit who had an interesting recruitment. He committed to the the the, the Campbell the Campbell Camels out of <laughs> out of high school, and then he transferred to New Mexico State balled out, transferred, and back in the portal. Um, he's balled out everywhere he's been, and he's a very talented player. And I'm confident that he will be committing to us in the next couple of days. I remember him because
1: in 2022, Campbell – had a better recruiting class than Washington because of Jimmy Lake and because they had this one four star. <laughs> <laughs> so every Oregon fans were making fun of us saying Campbell has more four stars than <laughs> and it was unfortunately true.
2: And now that <laughs> four star is gonna out. and now that four star is gonna go to Oregon State. It's all coming full circle. Yep, oh, and
1: he's cool. going to get a pick six to win the Civil War. Yes, that would be there. That would be so funny. Oh, my God. Miles Rouser. This dude gave me nightmares for a year because of Jimmy Lake. <laughs> oh, how times yeah. have how, – how the turntables have turned. They sure have, Dave. Jimmy Lake. Um, Speaking of Oregon, they played football. They did. Very good. They played football. very good football. Yeah. I mean, they, they murdered Liberty and – there's a lot of guys that won't be at Oregon next year that balled out in this game. One that – two have announced their returns, though. Jeff Bossa and um, Tez Johnson have both announced that they will be returning to Oregon next season. Um, those two, Jordan James and Dylan Gabriel, are going to give them an instant like contending offense. I mean, they're going to be good.
0: Very much so. Yeah, I mean yeah. – Man, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oregon's in get Oregon's in good shape.
2: Oregon's in great shape with Dan Lanning. Um, one of the more likable coaches in Oregon's history. Um, I love the way he's. I love the way he's building that program in Eugene. I hate to say it, but I mean the way he's doing it is just really, really efficient. Really. Um, he's he's getting all the guys in the recruiting cycle that I like. Besides, like a couple, like I don't like Jack Wrestler. Don't know why they picked him. Um, I don't like the linebacker they got from Yelm, Washington. Braden, no, Pitt. Platt won't be able to cover in space. He's gonna have to play edge. No, yeah, he's gonna have to convert. But the rest of them, Oregon has a really good eye for talent. Um, they flipped. I can't believe they flipped McClellan last. I, year. I, I that that shocked me like
1: big time. Uh, uh, and you know what's crazy? This guy's the sixteenth receiver ranked in this class. That's how good this class is mm-hmm. in receivers. I mean, holy moly. yeah, they uh, got Jericho Johnson who weighed in at 366 pounds. He's not going to be able to play at that. I don't think because he relied was a Washington lot on dropping. W- yeah. I mean, a lot. I think Utah did as well. And they, um, Oregon will often take guys that bump their recruiting ranking. I think, um, yeah, I think it's smart of them. It helps their, it's kind of part of their brand. Um, And I think it helps them land some of these guys that actually are very talented, deserving of that ranking. I don't think Jericho Johnson's one of those anymore. I mean, he didn't play the best season and he gained so much really, really bad weight to the point where it's like, uh, is this... I think if he committed to Washington, we would have taken him, though. I, I don't think it was a full-on, we dropped him.
2: Boldly. Yeah, I mean, Aiden, Aiden Breland, Elijah Rushing, those two alone, sheesh. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, Breland, yeah, he's, he
1: dominated at modern day. What else, do you have, what else That's, um, yeah. can I really
2: say about him? Uh, one of the more underrated pickups for them, uh, Juco Corner, Sione uh, Lalea. Love that pickup for them. Um yeah. and then obviously they 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 still got they flipped uh Ryan Pelham signing day, which is good for them. Where's he from? Um oh. Um Mil Mil-Can, Long Beach. Millican. Who else who else is from there? Uh that I'm thinking of. Well it was Jordan Anderson, but he transferred to New Newport Harbor. That's
1: right. Okay. That's right. hmm
2: uh, okay. Yeah, Oregon has a lot of really good guys in this recruiting class. Even. I'm excited.
1: What about what do you guys think about Dante Morgan
2: back? Um, I like it just because I mean, obviously Dante needs time to sit. He's not ready. We all saw that. Yeah. Sit yeah. behind Dylan Gabriel for one year and get used to the system. Um, and as long as Oregon doesn't bring another transfer over him, he should have a guaranteed starting role. I like that and, for him. And Ty Thompson's heading to Tulane, which I also like for him. <laughs> No. no. He was he was a Kluck for a little oh. bit. Um that's I,
0: right.
2: I yeah, thought, but I thought he was the Beaver Lock, and then he was a Kluck, and then nobody had any idea where he was going, then he committed too late. Committing to Washington State's a
1: death trap right now. Uh it's Jackson, I'm sorry, but it it I don't know, man.
2: Did you see the two transfers they got today? They did. They really? got. Really? I saw Chris Hudson. Who yeah. else did they get? Uh, Keith. Uh, Keith Brown. Do you remember him? Oh, um, Oregon dude. Yeah. Oregon dude is transferred to Louisville, and then now he's transferring to Washington State. All right. I don't know how good he's gonna be, but, but uh, hey, ta- like I said earlier, talent's talent. Mm-hmm. They got one other guy, I think, didn't they? I'm trying to remember. I uh. Uh, today no recently that i really liked uh portland state transfer parker mckenna linebacker dude good. dude is really good he is good yeah Uh, oregon state didn't need him because we have linebackers on top of linebackers right now at the young uh, young prospects but he's gonna be good for wazoo he's gonna be an instant starter him and hudson cedar win are two guys i'm looking at for wazoo for the future i i'm i'm
1: excited i'm excited for um Washington State's future. I just—they they need a quarterback so bad, <laughs> so badly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. And, 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 and,
2: and don't games. even pull the John Mater bullshit, Jackson.
1: Hey,
0: my thing, bro. You're Opponents fear your John your Mateer, so nasty. Just, to go.
2: just
1: start Evans Chuba week one.
2: <laughs> Evans Chuba. <laughs>
1: hey, oh. something funny, Connor?
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> awful. About-
1: He's not good. He's not His great. His only
2: other offer was Florida a and
1: Hey, Florida A&M? It's celebration World is... Dams. Yeah? That,
2: what do you think about that, buddy? Oh, sorry. He had offers from um, <clears throat> Arkansas State, East Carolina, uh, Bethune Cookman. Uh, Stop, <laughs> uh, please. He's already dead. Uh, Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Holy Cross, okay, they need a quarterback. <laughs> uh, oh, Virginia. <laughs> hey, I think
0: they... that's not, that's I, not really I, worse than I, Washington.
2: State. I think Holy Cross is better than Virginia at this point. Yeah.
0: Um, but hey, 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 John Matthias, he's gonna take us to the promised land. What okay? is
1: the promised land for WSU?
0: Oh, shit, man.
2: What was John Matthias a <laughs> recruit?
0: Is question. that just
2: beating Oregon State now? Is that the promised land? That's basically. Oh, uh, do y'all do y'all want to see uh, John Mateer's offers out of high school?
0: No, I mean it doesn't matter now. He's my king.
2: I think we've got a good idea of what those looked like. Houston Christian. Anyway, um, What's yeah, Washington, uh, Washington, Columbia. We were talking about Oregon versus Liberty, and it's and then they
0: got brought up welcome with John Mays here's uh, uh, slander face anyway?
1: So.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, Oregon dominated Liberty. We all knew they were Sam pods, Taimani so. goes out a winner, yeah. Liberty goes out First L- his the, life. the worst strength of schedule in the country. Liberty, Liberty Flames go out. The, the flame got put out.
0: See, close. I don't even dislike this Liberty team, I just hate Liberty University. This is a really weird school, yeah. And it's, uh, it's like glad to see them like, not win anything. Did their quarterback enter the portal? Yeah, he did.
2: Okay, yeah, good for him. Get out of
0: there. are um, – I'm not like – that would be cool, but Caden Salter's is just, like, okay to me. Like, I, I watched him when UAB played Liberty last year, and, like, eh, I don't know. He's just okay. But Oregon, this is a good win for them, man. They, they've got a lot of great forward momentum going forward into the yeah. – Got a great forward momentum going forward. Nice job, Jackson. <laughs> um, Solid. But um, yeah, Washington and Oregon, man. That's lord. Yeah. I don't even. Yep, going to feed too, families too, in
1: Eugene next year once again. I would too. At the power power moment, favor Oregon, but I think I think Washington has a lot of room to grow, roster wise and continuity
0: wise. Um. Did- Defending Chance was Washington going eight and four.
1: That's crazy. I don't think we're going eight and four. Shit,
0: we would have
1: to lose. We'd have to lose every like big game to go eight and four.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kalen is not letting you do that, but Michael Penix is not going to be there anymore. And I don't know. No, that, no, 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 no. he's not. That. It's max a
2: game, it's, it's max season.
1: No, it's going to be Will Rogers, and Will Rogers is a oh, good
2: quarterback. I, you know what? Ignore me. I forgot about Will.
1: Will, Will Rogers is a good quarterback. I, I he's an air raid quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. Sorry, he's, he's a not. smart decision he's maker. A, he's a, he's a, when, a when the lights are bright. Will Rogers has not a, come to work,
0: but he's he's a good decision maker, and he's not going to. Uh, I don't even know if that's necessarily true. He is efficient. He's going yeah. to I mean, you put the him against positions.
1: Alabama with Mississippi State's weapons. Yeah, he's not going to win that game. Guess what? Yeah, no, he's not.
0: But, you know. I mean, but every other game, though, Will Rogers is right, not that good. Like
1: Northwestern at Husky Stadium on September 21st. I feel very comfortable saying we're going to win that game because we have Will Rogers who's going to make smart decisions and win us that game.
0: Like, yeah. I, I do think that we are forgetting the fact that there's like other things that we need to talk about, and we are just not.
1: Yeah, I them. mean, we have a whole playoff game in Washington. Let's get into it. I mean, let's, it's, it, uh, yeah, I feel like it. we've been stalling. Um,
0: let's go Ducks, though. went for them.
1: Yeah, good, good job, Oregon. Um, but we've got a um, college playoff game to talk about. Um, in New Orleans, the Huskies took on Texas. Um, um it was they- a battle of two teams that had seen each other a year prior. Um, Texas um, lost to Washington in the Alamo Bowl a season ago, and they were looking for revenge here. Um, but revenge was not to be found. Let's see why. So Texas' opening drive, Um my dad that I thought this was going to be a pretty important t- – I-, I said whatever, whoever gets the ball first, it's an important drive um, because – Setting the tone has been Washington's um, claim to fame. It's been their, um, it's been their ride or die. Starting the games hot has been um, bread, our bread and butter, if you will. Um, and that's exactly what we did. We got off the field immediately. Quinn Ewers threw three straight incompletions, and Washington got the football. Um, great punt by Texas. Uh, Washington had to start from their. Own. That didn't matter because Penix. Um, he hit Jalen Polk 77 yards. It was a corner route. Um, it was a corner route to the outside, a deep one. And Penix laid it right on him, been between the corner and safety. Polk hit a crucial ass spin move and um, went down the middle of the field for a 77 yard gain. One play later, Dylan Johnson punches it in. Um, Texas ran all over us in this game. CJ Baxter is an awesome player. I didn't realize, I was not familiar with CJ Baxter's game before this one um really uh, solid player um really quick um Jaden blue i was the that was the running back i was more familiar with but cj baxter is the one that impressed me the most um texas ran the ball really well in this game um and that's credit to their offensive line um a lot of people are using that as the um reason why washington won't be able to defend michigan i think we're gonna do a better job against their run than Texas's. Is. Texas's is just outside off tackle schemes were really what we struggled with. I don't think Michigan's outside run is all that um I don't think that's uh, what they do. Not, not They're more they do. of a between the tackles team. I think Washington between the tackles is solid. Um but what Texas does outside a uh, running off tackle, that um stretch play from the gun, it's a tough one to stop. I mean this they they seal
0: it off. They seal that edge off every time. It's impossible to stop. That's why uh Najee Harris ended up being a first round running back playing. Right. I mean yeah.
1: just getting him outside the getting him outside the tackles and just let him run free. I mean, it was easy for Najee Harris, and it was easy for CJ Baxter and Jaden Blue. Um so yeah, Texas went down and scored, and I, I okay, we are gonna get the shootout that a lot of people um expected um dylan johnson scored early in the second quarter um pennix hit jeremy bernard who looked um awesome at receiver in this game um not so awesome on punt returns um i guess jeremy only had three catches but he had one great one um it was a fade ball um it was like a slot fade um pretty play got the matchup Penix wanted and he just tossed it up there jeremy made it um, hit Rome down the middle um, into Texas territory. And then a couple plays later, once again, um, Tybo Rogers ran us down to the six yard line, And then um, Dylan Johnson punched it in, um, in the red zone there. Um, there were some allegations against Tybo Rogers. Um, I will say that um, many people within Husky media have said that that has come to be proven incorrect. Um, that the allegations against him were false, um, that they were, um, made up, but, um, I would not like to speak on that anymore. Um, I will still not credit him with too much, um, until I have, until I have that definitive proof that uh, they were completely untrue. And I also won't bash him too much until I have proof that it is true. um, we, but, just,
0: we just won't refer to taler rogers so. yeah
1: we'll do I'll just mention if he makes a play and uh, move uh, forward but it's, it, like it, it's, it's
0: like the video of uh the family Guy video oh nice the Phillies won <laughs>
2: you were I, right yeah like it's,
0: it's just like, on the floor right
2: um oh hey the Phillies won
1: anyways uh Jeremy Bernard muffed a punt which made me really mad because we were gonna get the ball up seven to 14 um, and tech, we forced a three and out and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. We're going to take a two score lead here. Um, and Jeremy, he reached out for a ball. He could have just ran under. He reached out for a punt and just dropped it. I mean, he had no reason to reach for that ball. He could have just ran under it and called fair catch and grabbed it. I mean, he did not have to do that. Um, big mistake and it's Texas ball and they run it in with, uh, Byron Murphy, the defensive lineman, um, punched it in. Um, uh, next play, Washington Penix found Rome. I mean, this is just an incredible throw. Um, goes about 50 million feet in the air and just lands right in Rome's hands. Unfortunately, the next four plays, we give the ball to Dylan Johnson. He does not get 10 yards on those four plays. Um, he got 9.999, but not 10. Um, we ran wildcat on fourth and one. You can, um, that as you will i mean eh, wildcat never been my thing um it's like a rollout anyways uh we forced another texas three and out really when texas didn't start with the ball in our territory um or when it wasn't a two-minute drill we were pretty damn good on defense in this game uh braylon trice was incredible braylon trice took over this game at during periods of it um, I think he had like ten pressures in this game alone, two sacks, forced fumble and a fumble recovery. Um just dominant. I mean, that's a first round edge rusher right there, um, Braylon Trice. Um, but he is better than Joe Tryon, as it turns out. Um
0: Oh man, that feels like a six year old meme now.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it took you
0: long. Yes.
1: and new by the way um shout out to Kaiko malo he's the new ucla defensive coordinator he's the guy that said braylon trice is better than joe tryon was he knew um, that. and now he's ucla's defensive coordinator good for him um then the team's kind of exchanged drives michael found um um jalen polk for a 29 yard touchdown ball got tipped in the air in this one and Pol- it just fell in jalen's hands uh very nice when that happens very fortuitous if you will um and then Texas in a minute has a minute twenty-seven to drive, and I'm thinking we get a stop here, we get ball at halftime. Let's uh, take that two-score lead I've been talking about. Uh, we didn't do that. We uh, they scored, um, so that was the end of the first half. Um, second half starts about as good as you want. Um, Jack Westover with an athletic grab on first and ten, and then um, Polk, um, and then. Michael, we we did it again. We ran the read option with Michael Penix Jr., and he picked up 12 yards. Um, I believe we ran this multiple times in this game, and it worked both times, and he didn't take a hit on either of them. Um, oh, yeah. Then Penix found Jalen McMillan on a third and eight at the Texas 43. That's a key play. And then two plays later, um, Jalen McMillan in the end zone catches a 19-yard touchdown. It was a nice um, inside... Um, inside option route from Jalen McMillan, kind of like a stick and nod type of concept. Um, hit him for a 19-yard touchdown, and then he hit the horns down. And I'm like, okay, we have to win now, now that we've done that, and we're only up one score, Jalen. I don't know. Um, luckily, on the Texas's next play, it, was a, it would become a two-score game um, not too long after because Braylon Trice forced C.J. Baxter to fumble. He punched that ball out from behind. And Asa Turner, of all people, recovered. Um, Nice. And then uh, Penix hit Jack Westover down the middle for 19 yards. Um, Then we gave the ball to Dylan Johnson three times, and he did not get 10 yards. (laughs) Um, So we kicked the field goal.
0: The Dylan Johnson experience.
1: Dylan Johnson get 10 yards challenge. Kalen DeBoer don't give Dylan Johnson the ball every time and expect 10 yards challenge really is what it is. Uh, We'll see that challenge almost cost us the game in a few (laughs) drives here. Um, Texas uh, punted again, so I'm thinking, all right, our ball up 10. Let's score a touchdown here, fellas, and we almost do. We drive all the way down to um, the Texas 18, and then Nate Colepo false starts. Uh, Penix throws the ball away, and we kick a field goal. Grady Gross goes two for two, Um, unlike Michigan's kicker in the um rose bowl come on bro that, that's not bad for alabama it's it's it, it
0: didn't matter okay it didn't matter
1: all right. all right i i'm not seeing all right i was comparing us to michigan i mean that i wasn't wasn't talking about alabama there you, you didn't have to you know, but I, and,
0: I don't. I don't, don't want to hear about that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mute, 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 up, buddy. Um, it's over. <laughs>
0: Fuck
1: you, fake friend, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Jaden Blue fumbled the ball on the next drive again. Was it Jalen? Was it Jaden Blue? Yeah, yeah. No, C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue both fumbled. Um, Jaden Blue was actually running into our red zone on this play. Uh. And then he fumbled the ball. Um, And then Washington had the funniest drive I have ever – I have seen from the Ryan Grubb experience. Um, We were just trying to mess with Texas, I think, because we ran like two straight crazy trick plays. Neither of them worked, but I thought it was hilarious that we ran them in the first place. Um, And, and yeah, then we punted, which, (laughs) you know, at the end of the day, this turned out to be a bad idea because – We gave the ball back to Texas, and they went right down the field and scored a touchdown. I mean, so it was 28-34. Lucky for us, uh, we have Jack Westover, who made a diving four-yard catch on third and two. Otherwise, we would have had to punt the ball back to Texas only up by six. Um, And then J-Mac and Rome made big-time plays. And then we gave the ball to Tybo Rogers uh, three times in a row, and he didn't get 10 yards, so
2: um, we kicked a field goal. Shocker. Jack Westover is one of the most like weirdly clutch players I've seen for Washington in a Weirdly, long time.
0: that's what he does. He's a clutch
1: player, man. He, True. He, he's him, if you will. That's what the kids are saying these days. Oh god. Uh, Jack Westover is him, if if you catch my drift. Um there. Anyways, uh, Texas takes way too long on their next drive, run it all the way down to a minute ten and kicks a field goal. Um ironically. <laughs> uw stop in the red zone here it's second and four at the washington seven and we forced two straight incompletions ironically that turns out to be the difference in the game because we recovered the onside and there's about a minute left uh, third and five we get texas is out of timeouts we give dylan johnson the ball this is with a minute two actually give dylan johnson the ball he goes down and he's injured Oh, my gosh. The fear in my eyes when Dylan Johnson was down injured. And not because Dylan Johnson was injured. Oh, <laughs> you know, God bless the man. We were back into a position where we could could lose this game because Dylan Johnson got injured. And I'm thinking, not like this, dude. Not like this. This is not how it ends. This is not why Washington won't win a national championship. Dylan Johnson going down is not going to be the reason we don't win the national championship, Right. Right. Well, we punt to Texas with a minute left and it's third and 10. My, I'm, my fear is starting to fade because it's third and 10 at their own 31. The defense is holding up. We're going to be fine. Oh boy. Jordan Whittington 41 yard gain over Jabbar Muhammad who had played amazing defense on Xavier worthy all night, but not on that play. Um, Whittington went up and snagged it. And now it's like, okay, we've got a game here. Um, and then Quinn Ewers finds Jaden Blue down the sideline. He was kind of bobbling the ball, but I think he caught it. Um, so now it's first down at the Washington 12. Texas was going to have four shots at this thing from the Washington 12. National championship on the line. Washington, once again, somehow finds their back against the wall, even in a game that they kind of had already won. Um, I mean, really, we already won this game, but Dylan Johnson got injured. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quinn Ewers finds Jaden Blue. Um, for He stepped out of bounds, but uh, it was a loss of one on that play. So now it's from the Washington 13. Ewers throws it up to Adonai Mitchell, but it's not even close. It's out of bounds. Uh, and then on third and 11, Chuck Morrell pulls something out of his bag um, and rush, and brings Mish, Mish Powell on a blitz. He's unblocked, and he gets to Quinn, and Quinn throws it away. I still would like to see a replay that shows a close-up of whether Quinn Ewers' knee was down on that play because – it really looked like one of those ones that doesn't get called a sack, but when you look at the replay, he throws it after his knee hits the ground. I feel like 90% of those plays, the knee was down before he threw it, before the guy throws it. And I really feel like this was one of those. I feel like when he was knee was down, I feel like we should have won right there. But, you know, we on the next play, Elijah Jackson saved saved the season. Um, oh, man. They threw it up to Adonai Mitchell. Probably the right play call. Um you know, give your tall red zone threat receiver a chance against Washington's worst corner one-on-one. But Elijah Jackson made the play. I mean, he goes over the top of Adonai Mitchell, knocks the ball out of bounds. And just like that, the Washington Huskies are going to Houston to play for a national championship. The last time the Pac-12 will be seen, at least as it stands now, the Pac-12 will be seen in the national championship. And, what a stage it is! The same team we played in 1991, um, Michigan, in the championship game on ESPN. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, exciting moments for Washington. Exciting time, to be a fan. Um, yeah, it's um, hard to say anything more. I mean, been on this season. Um, it's all culminated into being right here. Um, this is what this is what we did it for, and. Um, where I I would like to say that we're ready for it. I think we're ready for the challenge Michigan presents. They're a great football team in their own right, but um, they're they're fourteen and 0. They've had their own journey. Whether whether it, you know, I think some of their quote unquote journey is a little bit of self inflicted wounds when you start talking about cheating. But
0: right, I, um, I, that's that's the thing that gets me, man. Like, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it. it, it bothers me that Michigan tries to play this whole like sob story like they've been doubted all year and and hated on and then people didn't think that they could be here like you were undefeated and you weren't challenged all year the only thing that that beat you was the fact that your coach is a cheater
1: right and there's been a back and forth for this game Back and forth Michigan and Washington fans just telling each other, you haven't seen us yet. Um, I guess we're going to
0: find out. Somebody's going to see the other at some point, I guess. Yeah. I mean, guess we're seeing us soon. Like, Michigan's played 14 games a season. Six of them, their head coach is not coached. Yeah. That's like, dude. Yeah. And Ah, to their
1: credit. They won all six. I mean, as unimpressive as their season resume really is when you look at the teams they've played. I mean, you think about, like, Michigan State being one of the tougher teams on their schedule, as sad as that sounds. Um, Washington beat them 41-7 at at Michigan State, and Michigan beat them 49-0. I mean, uh, Michigan – has, like you said, they haven't been challenged this year. I mean, Ohio State um, brought Kyle McCord on the road needing a game. I mean, they could have had a game-winning drive. And, you know, I think if Michael Penix was Ohio State's quarterback, they go right down the damn field and win that game. But um, but once again, I guess we'll have to find out. Whew. Um, <sighs> I'm ready to just pivot into that. Jackson, if you would like to talk about the Rose Bowl, that is your call.
0: Um, uh, or- I mean, since you're playing Michigan, I, I guess. And, uh, I'll do like the like what the correspondents do on SportsCenter center one team each. I'll do that thing. Um, look, uh, geez. This is a game between – this was the the most anticipated game of the playoff. Less to do with the actual football and more to do with just the storylines of it. Um, you know, Rose Bowl. What? Rose Bowl. Michigan being number one, undefeated, with as much controversy as they've had. Alabama being Alabama, and you know, so much surrounding them being in the playoff as is. Um, this game was 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 the um, the highlight of the playoff for a casual college football fan, because in my opinion, I, I thought that the better of the two was, was by far Washington, Texas. But um, that's the here nor there. Um, and, and the game's kind of reflected that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do what you did, Clint. Pull up the uh, the game log and kind of just go through it. But um, Alabama starts the game on defense. Uh, very first play, J.J. McCarthy rolls out. It's almost like a, like a throwaway situation, and he throws it, and – as the play goes on, Caleb Downs runs off the sideline celebrating. Alabama has the football. We can just throw a pick on the first play. Um, they go back and look at it, and you're thinking, like, man, what a disastrous start. Like, this is, you just cannot – you couldn't have started any worse. Um, they go back and look at it. It turns out that um, Caleb Downs was out of bounds and did not reestablish himself before he came back in. So, um, pick was no good. Um, Michigan ends up punting on this drive anyway. Um, and this is where the uh, the three-and-out fest begins for Alabama's offense. Uh, let me read these. <laughs> Just the drive summary. Three plays, negative 13 yards. Um, sack on play one. a um, completion of CJ Dupree for 11 yards. And then another sack on third down. Um, Alabama punts the ball away. Um, Samaj Morgan for Michigan comes up. To field it, he's he's running forward. He's got a whole lane ahead of him. If he catches the ball. I think he goes a long way, uh, but he forgot the ball on yeah, his way out.
1: Scores. Yeah, he, it,
0: it he mostly he forgets the ball on his way out. He muffs it. Bama recovers it, um and then Bama just decides we're gonna run through a motherfucker's face on this drive. Um, Jason mcclellan goes for six shaylen miller goes for three miller goes for one Then we give it to Jason mcclellan he goes for 34 yards puts mike sanders still on his ass um and ends up in the end zone a uh, really nice rush michigan gets the ball back um and this is where kind of the tide started to turn for how this first half would go things start to calm down um as michigan goes on a really um really nice 10 play 75 yards a pretty lengthy um, drive and end up pushing Alabama way back um, fourth down and one conversion. And it kind of set the tone for the physicality of the game too. Um, Michigan was, was not afraid. Michigan was going to show that they were the more physical of the two teams. Um, they lined up, and like I said, they just completely pushed Bama off the ball on that fourth down in that position. Um, they ended up getting down there, and they run um, one of the best pass concepts that you can possibly see in college sports. Um, they run um, a mesh concept, but they run it with um, Blake Corum being the uh, the, the kind of Mesh break, if that makes sense, the guy that's supposed to kind of slip between and get open, runs him out of the backfield. um, He just gets wide open. He ends up um, scoring. And this is um, something that 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 I've stated all season long. Alabama is a man defense. That's the defense that they run. They play man um, all the time. (laughs) That's what they do. Um, And when you play a man defense and you run passing concepts with a ton of crossers and and, and running backs being involved. you put linebackers and DPs and safeties in flux, and they have to make a ton of decisions um, in quick spaces. And Alabama in this game was very hesitant in the way that they um, passed those off. And so it was a lot of, hey, you know, I'm going to point this way and hope my guy is over here to defend it. And nobody was ever there. Um, so you end up seeing success on, on, on a pass concept like that. It gets Michigan a touchdown, and then um, later um, another big touchdown they end up getting um, off this concept. Um, teams exchange punts uh, four in a row. Alabama ends up getting back-to-back. Um, well, five in a row, Alabama ends up on their three possessions with three three and outs. Um, at this point in the game, it's 7-7. Seven, seven, um Alabama's defense is on the field succeeding. Um, both teams kind of need a break. They need something to go their way. Um, and just from a fan perspective, I was very uncomfortable. I was very unsettled with this, just based off the way, how hot it started for Bama and how quickly it cooled down and Michigan began controlling the tempo and began controlling everything Alabama wanted to do offensively. Um, it was it was unnerving. Um and, and I'm I'm a type of fan that I don't get very nervous too often. Like I'm typically pretty confident, um, but but this game is un- unnerving is, is is the best way to describe it. Like I said, um, Michigan ends up going down, um, scoring a big touchdown play to Tyler Morris on another one of those deep crossers where um, Jalen Key, Alabama's uh, free safety, um, ends up. Single safety high, Caleb Down steps down into the box. And then as Deontay Lawson tries to pass off um, Morris coming across the field, he just kind of stares at him and just, like, prays. It was really weird because he was the only defender that was back there and he didn't run with him. Um, Morris just gets wide open and goes down the sideline for a score. Um, it, was, it was an impressive play. I don't know how he scored here, but he does. Uh, Bama gets the ball back. Um, 3:49 left to go in the half. They need to get points on the board. Um, they get the ball out, coming out of half in this situation. So um, ideally, you know, you want to drive down, get a touchdown, uh, get the ball back, extend your lead. But um, end up getting into um, end up getting into Michigan territory relatively comfortably. 49 seconds left. Um, Throw completion to Isaiah Bond. Um, they go quickly. Come back to the line and bail it. Uh, get sacked once again. Those five first-half sacks, if I remember correctly. Um, And and a lot of the sacks, there was nothing Milrow could do because this is another thing that I've, I've, I've harped on all season, and I'm not trying to sound like a jackass when I say this, but like a lot of the problems that have plagued bama all year even in their wins i've talked about them and they end up coming to fruition um in, in the biggest stage and so um something that alabama has struggled with all season is um passing concepts with no outlets so there was there there, there was a lot of, of pass plays um that were they were harping on when Jalen milro pass the ball downfield is really what, what he does best um with with nothing underneath, and with the pass rush, with the, with the way that Michigan was succeeding, you you're not going to really be able to win games doing that. Um, and so they were just able to tee off on our interior offensive line, and, and, um, and end up getting the to and the half. Uh, Will Reichard um, ends up in the 50, 50 yarder um, to end the half. And uh, by the way, I, I've said it since this podcast has existed. I've never been a fan of Chris Fowler. He sucks, um, and it makes me really happy to see him like swear up and down. He swore up and down that that would, that this is well out of record's field goal range, and he just like like what are you talking about, dude? All time leading scorer in Silver history, and I I know like it probably wasn't like intentional. Like I don't think he realized where they were on the field, but it's like dude, really. This is just so stupid. I'm just, I don't like Chris Fowler. That, that just gave me more of a reason to not like him. It, it, it justified my feelings towards Chris Fowler. So that's, that's a dangerous thing to do, um, is justify my feelings about things. Um, so Alabama goes down to half. And, and you feel – I felt pretty good in this situation with how bad that that first half had gone for Alabama, the fact that they were only down three points that's a, not a, that's a good place to be with the ball coming out of half. Um, Justice Haynes. This is the Justice Haynes drive. He ends up going off um, and getting in, uh, Bama into Michigan territory. Um, Jason McClellan runs for nine yards, and they end up at the Michigan 47. Uh, snap from the Michigan 37 with 11.36 to go in the third quarter. Down by three with an opportunity to go take the lead or tie the ball game. Seth McLaughlin. My man. Shows his ass back-to-back horrible snaps. Bama loses 19 yards on two plays. Um, end up with a third 29s run the ball to Jace McClellan. Um, and just as quickly as Bama was at the Michigan 47, they end up at their own 34. Um, we end up having a punt. Um, another great punt from James Burnup. He was awesome all night. Um, teams exchange punts again, and Alabama ends up ending... Um, Ending the third quarter and beginning the fourth quarter with a touchdown drive off of a Michigan three and out. Um, Alabama's defense, man, I I I'll, I'll get to it later, but um, they were they were awesome at at points in this game. Bama um, ends up getting the ball back, they go on a pretty lengthy, um, well executed drive in which Bama was successfully running the football. Um, they got one of their best. Um, I think the longest pass in this game was that 11-yard pass to Jermaine Burton on the sideline uh, right before the final play, but there was a nine-yard completion of Isaiah Bond in there. Um, Bama goes backwards on a false start. no Road runs um, a counter run, which successfully, we were able to successfully run against Georgia um, to set him up, and then Jason McClellan ends up running it in the start of the fourth quarter. Um, Michigan goes three and out. Um, and then Bama gets the football back, and this is where – this is the start of, of the stretch that I say that Bama lost this game. It's not the final play in overtime. It's not the um, the drive that they ended up scoring with, with Roman Wilson on um, at the end of regulation. It's not um, even the Blake quorum touchdown drive in overtime. And I didn't think it was any of that. I think it's this stretch um, after this Michigan three and out. Um, so Bama gets the football back up 17-13 with 13, 26 to go. Uh, Millrell completes a pass to Kobe Prentice for 13 yards. Kobe, I think he ran like a drag route um, over the middle of the field here and ends up getting a, a good gain. Um, sets us up in, in, in good field position. Uh, from our own 46, we run this concept um, where Jam Miller um, motions out. He motions really far. So I think it's really just to identify the coverage. And so I don't think he was a part of the play. Uh, But Miller ends up running out, and he loses his footing. And as he's kind of stumbling, um, kind of trying to find some sentiment of direction, um, Michigan runs behind, pokes the ball out. They end up getting it back um, in our own territory, which it's easy to say, man, he should have – I wish he pissed it to jam, but it's like – I. I really don't think it was a part of the play just because he was split out so wide that I just don't know why he would try and, um, you know, essentially throw it seven yards sideways. Um, Anyway, Michigan ends up getting the ball back. Um, Bama forces them into a field goal in which they miss it. And it's like, okay, get the ball back again. The turnover is canceled, essentially. got this Um, sequence. Uh, you get the ball back again. This, this is uh, opportunity number two to go put this ball game away. Um, at this point, I'm like, okay. like I'm like feeling really good. Like I think that we're just going to be able to put one of those drives together, one of those vintage six, seven-minute long Alabama drives, and then um, score a back-breaking touchdown. Michigan gets the ball back, and there's nothing left. Um, but no, uh, we get the ball back. Um, we start driving. We get down um, into Michigan territory. On third down and three, Jam Miller runs it for 11. Um, We end up going backwards on a a 12-man and the huddle play, which is – this is the part where, again, it's just like self-imposed wounds. Alabama's offense had not been doing um, much of anything all game. But as soon as we get into Michigan territory, it's like we just try to find any possible way to not score. The two bad snaps, the false start on the previous drive, and then now um, a snap and fr- or excuse me a substitution fraction, twelve men in the huddle. So Bama starts the, uh, the, this uh, this or this set of downs behind the chains on the first down to fifteen. Uh, Moro gets it to, to uh, C J Dupree for a few yards, and then he ends up getting sacked again. Um, and Will Rikert has to settle um, for a long field goal. And it's like okay. A touchdown lead. The defense has been succeeding all second half. They had not given up a point in the second half um, to this point. Um, and he's like, "Man, like this is this is not necessarily where you want to be. You would have loved to go up two possessions. So that's opportunity number two that we missed. Um, but like I said, you got to trust your defense here. They've they've, they've um, come up with big stops like this all season. they they, they are the reason that you are here." Um, in terms of, in terms of those stops, um, Michigan gets the ball back. Um, they quickly end up getting, uh, to a third down and two. They end up, uh, throwing the ball to Colston Loveland and he dropped it. If I remember correctly, um, fourth down into, um, national title hoops on the line, a chance to get the ball back with, with three minutes left and, um, in Michigan territory and put this ball game away, um, but no, J.J. McCarthy just dumps it off into the flat to a wide open Blade quorum uh, for 27 yards. Um, they end up bringing it back because um, of Roman Wilson, just a horrible block. But, of course, he ends up making up for it. Um, like, you – okay, so, like, Michigan has, like, three weapons on their offense I'm like, okay. Like, you kind of can't let this dude get open um and Blake Corum is is number 1. You cannot let him get that much space. If you give up the first okay fine. Like you weren't able to get down there um in time with him coming out of the backfield with 3 yards to go to the first, like I get that. But there was nobody there for 30 yards. You cannot let that play go for that much, man. Um JJ McCarthy ends up running a, a counter look as well. Um, he goes for 16 in the Bama territory. Um, and then they run this, another crosser concept, uh, which Roman Wilson goes up and makes a game saving catch pretty much. Cause if, if he misses his ball, Malachi Moore's picking it in that's game. Um, he clones up and uh, catches it with all, almost one hand, just about, um, sets Michigan up with the first down and goal. Um, at the Bama five corner runs for one, uh, Bama calls their second timeout at this point. Um, I think there's one more run play to quorum. No, 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 no. The next play is when they ended up running um, the motion to Roman Wilson. They dump it off on the flat. Another really nice uh, concept close to the goal line uh, for Michigan. They did a really good job in terms of their effectiveness there. They end up scoring. They end up making the extra point, which is – I did, I never noted that, but they missed the extra point in the first half to make it 13 points anyway. Um, but they scored and make the extra point to tie it. So, Bama gets another opportunity. A timeout left, a minute and 34 seconds. All you need is three. You've been running the ball all – over Michigan um, in the second half. I, I am inclined here, if I were to be a um, smart coach, and my name were not, Tommy Reese, um, I would I would try and, and lean on the run game. Justice Haynes had been giving you explosiveness out of the backfield for nothing. Um, but the entirety of that second half, you have one of the best playmakers in the entire country out of the backfield with Jalen Milrow. See what you can do with that. Try and take advantage of that. Uh, Miller ends up running for seven on the first play. We end up uh, dropping back to pass on the next down. Uh, Jason McClellan gets a few yards. Um, We end up dropping back again. Kobe Prentice can't come down with it. Uh, We end up dropping back again. Malik Benson can't come down with it. And then on third down and 10, uh, we dump it underneath the Jason McClellan. And it looked like uh, he had some room to run, but it turns out, um, and Michigan just kind of like baited uh, an underneath throw because, um, there was a concept where we, we kind of ran, uh, Chase underneath. And we had, um, Jermaine Burden on kind of like a corner route almost, and he got, and he ended up getting wide open, but it ended up, um, being after after the dump off. Um, Chase ends up going for six and goes down short of the line again. Obviously, Michigan calls their timeout. Um, this is where this game oh my gosh, the punt. Um, almost, almost just went on its head. So this is another opportunity squandered by Bama. But uh, James Burnham, awesome all game. We needed a big one here. Um, and boy did we get it? He punts it down. Michigan has a new punt returner in. It's not Samaj Morgan. Uh, but whoever he is, he leans to his side, misses the ball. It skips past him, gets down to like literally like right at the goal line. He reaches back, gets it, and literally his forward progress just inches him out of the end zone. And then Kendrick Law, one of our um, slot wide receivers, comes down and lays his ass out, and he holds on to the ball. Um, Jake Thaw uh, pretty much saved the game right there um, by by maintaining his own mistake. Um, Michigan runs the ball forward for one yard. Uh, Bama calls their final timeout. Michigan kneels and then calls another timeout? I don't know why
1: Michigan... No, I it. will never um, understand that. Why did Michigan I, call timeout there?
0: I, and I texted the group chat at this point. I'm like, Michigan does not want to win this game. Like, I was convinced that just something just diabolical would happen and we would win there. Um, but no, uh, take it over time. And at this point, I'm like, okay, well, we just squandered an opportunity to... That That, that was opportunity number four, right? That was That was four. So there was the opportunity to make it a two-possession lead in the middle a fumble, two-possession lead on the field goal, um, get a defensive stop, that's number three, and then that fourth, uh, go down to win the game. So, yeah, that's four opportunities right there at the end of regulation, all within hand um, in the fourth quarter that we didn't take advantage of. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I, 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm not feeling great about this. Just because you put our offense, it had not been – consistent all game in a situation where they have to match whatever Michigan does, which is why, you know, like you're supposed to go on defense first in college overtime. You're supposed to trust Alabama's defense in that situation. But, um, no, we decided that we did not feel like tackling play Corum and in two runs. He ends up scoring. Um, and it's like, okay, uh, let's, let's go get it back. Um, and this is like, those things are, like I said, like I'm typically a confident fan. I'm like, man, I, I think we can do it, but I am just, I'm not feeling great here. I'm, I'm nervous. My butthole is puckered, as they say. I'm not feeling great. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Um so Kendrick Law catches the ball, gets a yard. Uh, we run another one of those those counter-run concepts for Jalen Miller. I love those so much. It's kind of like faking the toss and then just getting him out in space. Um, he runs for 15. And then, like, the worst possible thing happens on this play. Um, he gets tackled at the nine-yard line. So it's first down and goal from the nine. And at this point, I'm immediately like, oh, no. We have four plays to get nine yards. And, and, and uh, with a lot of offenses, especially with ones with this much talent, you're like, yeah, I like my odds there. With the way that we've been playing in this game, with the way that Tommy Reese has been calling plays all season, um, and the way that Michigan's defensive line has just been teeing off on our interior offensive line, I'm really nervous. I am not happy about this at all. Um, first down and goal, we hand it off to Jason McClellan. He goes nowhere. Second down and goal, we give it to Jason again. He loses five. It's third down and goal from Michigan, 15 at this point. And I'm like, oh man, okay. Um, we end up running kind of like a, a comeback route for, for um, Jermaine Burden. And in this situation, if I, I feel like you want to release your route um, and kind of come back at the goal line. Um, but just because of the amount of pressure that Milro was under, he kind of had to move out of the pocket and get rid of it. Um, and, and Burton does a great job coming back to the ball and making the catch on the sideline um, at the Michigan three. And this is where um, the bottom falls out, essentially. Um, ah, geez. So Bama lines up in a concept. Um, five down linemen. He had C.J. Dupree off right tackle. He had Robbie Oots lined up um, behind left tackle. Um and two wide receivers to the right of the formation and then um Roydell Williams was set to the right of, of Jalen Mulro. Um I, I like that formation. I like the look that we had. Michigan looked a little lighter in the box than I was expecting them to look, so I was like, Okay. Um I kinda like kind of just like a the passing concept of the flat here or um one of those quarterback sweeps with Jalen Mulro. Um Michigan ends up calling a timeout. They, they did not like what they lined up in. They call a timeout. We walk back out there in a similar formation. We just flipped Oots in the formation. The box looked a lot heavier here. Bam um, ends up calling a the timeout. They didn't like the look that they had. Third play, we run something that is not the same. Um, it's not the same formation. Oots is no longer off of a off of, uh, left tackle. If I remember correctly, he was lined up on the line, we had two wide receivers near side, wide receiver far, so no, we only had one tight end, we had to pre to the line, we had um Roydo Williams in the backfield, Um two wide receivers um, bottom of the screen, one wide receiver at the top of the screen, so what Bama does, they run a trap run concept where Jalen Milro would run behind his pulling guard, essentially just opening up the lane for him to run into the end zone, Snap the ball back. <laughs> the snap is low, yet again, from Seth McLaughlin. And, and outside of the two plays that I mentioned, there is probably at least about four or five others in which the snap was just nowhere near uh, where it needed to be. Um, snap's low. Milrow picks it up. He goes ahead. He dives for it. Um, and, and, and that's it. Um, so from an analytical standpoint of this play, going back and looking at it, I don't disagree with the the idea of using Milrow in the run. I think that that is a successful game plan because he's the best athlete that we have on the field. But A, the fact that there was no option, it stinks. And B, the fact that Michigan, like I said, their interior defensive line have been teeing off on your inside linemen all game long, there was ne- like the pressure on Milrow's sacks was never coming from their edge rushers. It was coming right down his face. Pause. Oh my it was God. that was crazy. That was crazy. That, that was bad. insane. That was bad. That was bad. But it was it was right back at him, like immediately. So running that concept that close to the end zone with Michigan, with I think they had seven dudes <laughs> tight to the line, like. What, what space do you have to get any blocker pulling there? Um, but not only that, Jaden Roberts ends up clearing, and by the time he gets into the hole with nobody to block, um, Miller was already diving ahead because the snap is so low, he has to take his eyes off the read. So he's not able to see what he's running into. He's kind of just praying that he can dive his way in. And, and the final point that I'll make about it is... J.C. Latham, the best offensive lineman on Alabama's team, bar none. First-round talent out at right tackle. He got put on his ass on this play. He got pushed back so hard. He was closer to the A-gap than Jalen Milrow was. On the other side of the line, he got pushed back to hell. And, and, And I hate that that's the way that his Bama career ends. Cause like, like he actually just, he got dominated on that rep. Um, and, and so the pressure wasn't so much the running lane that Miller ran into. It was off the backside, which should have been completely sealed off. Um, so that's how it ends. Um, and I'll, I'll make my second family guy reference of, of um, the episode. You guys know that in that video of Stewie, where he like, He's like laying in the bed next to a stuffed animal and he like turns the light out and like turns over and starts sobbing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was, that was, that was me on Monday. I, I I I left my living room. I came in my room. I laid down. I rolled over and it was just, um, it, it was the Stewie Griffin. It was the Stewie Griffin in, in, in live action. Then ended up going to sleep. I didn't watch a single snap of the Washington game, so. I couldn't do any more football on January first, but it happens. I'm I'm over it now. I'm a new man. Um, so you will be not,
1: watching the national championship.
0: It'll be on. Uh, I'll probably get sad again, so I might not. I might not be as attentive, but it'll be on. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: I mean, whew, two great games. Um. It all, um, kind of culminated into. The committee making the right choices um
0: yeah oh and by the way there's one florida state player who tweeted they ain't deserve that shit. after we lost it's like oh are we really gonna play this game you got beat by 60 against number one uh the, the number one team that we beat three weeks ago um and then we end up going to overtime against undefeated number one in the playoffs
2: if Alabama and Ford to say played a couple weeks ago, i in what killed their ass. I don't even
0: know why people are making this argument. Yeah, um, it's strange. Um, but anyway, yeah. I'll go
1: last for the national championship. Yeah.
0: Um
2: yeah. I'll go first. Um just overall, two teams that complement each other very well. Um they go they line up against each other in probably the most competitive of games I've seen this entire bowl season. Um, Washington's pass offense, one of the best in the country. Michigan's pass defense, one of the best in the country. Um, One thing I will say about this game, Michigan's ability to play bully ball in the run game scares me a little bit for Washington. um, I think that the D-line is not going to – Match up as great as some people may think it is. Washington's D line is more of a pass, uh, more of a pass pressure, um, and less of a run stuffer kind of D line. In my, from what I've seen and in my honest opinion, um, I think that this Washington secondary is definitely ready for Michigan's pass game. I think that if Michigan needs to rely on the run in order to make this their kind of game, they need they need to keep it on the ground. They need to do the little the little passes and bully ball from blake Corum and co i think that washington if they're able to produce highly if washington's able to get a pass game going i think they can 100 percent outscore michigan and it could be a blowout if washington is firing on all cylinders but at the same time i also think that michigan could just will their way to a win with their powerful run game and their gritty d- defensive style and how they've 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 caused a lot of pressure on all lines around the country when it comes to their pressure on the D-line. Uh, Mason Graham, uh, Oregon State crystal ball legend, has been key on their D-line uh, this whole entire last little bit of the season, um, especially against Alabama. He did great. You heard his name a ton in the broadcast. Um, I think that if Washington's able to not do – what McLaughlin did at center, I think they'll be fine. Um, I think that it's so tough to pick for this game because these, these teams just go against each other so well. But I I have Washington. I, I, I've had Washington winning since the beginning of the season. Um, I've had them going into college football playoff and making noise since the beginning of the season. Might as well just stick with them now. Uh, West Coast ball, I need to back it. Um, I got UW winning this game. What's the score? The score will be twenty-four twenty-one. It's gonna be a little bit of a. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a little bit of a lower scoring game due to the fact that Michigan's gonna run so much time off the clock. Yeah. Okay.
1: I like that. I like that pick.
0: All right. Um. Okay. So. I'll kind of counter off of what Connor said. Um, in terms of, of Washington being more of a, a pass rush team, I think that they, yes, they do succeed more um, with their outside pressure in that type of setting. But I don't want to mitigate how important Tule LaTule Gasanoa is in their interior rush defense. Um Because I think he's going to make things significantly more difficult for for Michigan. And I'll say this because it it does pertain to the game. Alabama ran one rep where they had Justin Boydby, Jaheim Otis, and uh, Tim Keenan on the field at the same time. Three interior um, rushers alongside Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner. And... Michigan, I think they went backwards it's like a loss of two or three on that play um so when when Bama got big um, they were able to answer um when Michigan had a play. And I'm not it's just not to say that Washington is going to be able to have the bodies to just go in there and just push them back um but what what I am saying is they're not they're not unmovable um I, I think that, that Michigan's um, offense is one that could uh, easily be taken advantage of and I think that like I said, and the success that they have in terms of their interior rush defense with Thule with, with um, is a, is a big part of that. I do think it will be important to see how their edges set the edge in the run game because some, that's something that Bama had an issue with. Um, even on the touchdown that ended up tying the game, where uh, people were clamoring over the jump cut that Blake Corum made, and I said, like, "Well, if your first round talented uh, defensive edge." Uh, um, Dallas Turner sets the edge that like he was supposed to there, and it doesn't happen. He gets way too far inside the linebacker, and Tresman Marshall ended up following, and it was just kind of a broken play from there onward. Um, so it is going to be important to see how um, Washington's able to set that edge and, and play that contain. I do think um, that Michigan is going to be able to succeed at points running the, and running the ball. I think they're going to have to. Uh, but also, I think JJ McCarthy is going to have to make some big plays with his arms and his legs, um, which he was able to do down the stretch in that Rose Bowl game, which ended up, you know, winning them that game. Um, and I think that uh, he's, he's going to have to be big um, here. I, I do think Michigan's special teams. I don't even think their special teams have got to be better if they want to win this game. Um, they were horrible. In the Rose Bowl, uh, you, you you can't win championships playing that type of um, football on the special with the specialists. Um, because I mean, Michigan was almost um, they almost lost the game on special teams; they were so bad. Um, but yeah, defensively, I, I'm I'm really excited to see this matchup. Um, don't expect to see a lot of um, man-on-man looks with the the DBs um, that Michigan has versus Washington's um, wide receivers. Um, Michigan is a, a covered three heavy type defense, um, and I do think that that is something that could be taken advantage of just with the amount of ways that uh, Washington mixes up their roots, uh, routes, um, mixes up their wide receivers at different levels, mixes in um, Jack Westover, mixes in their running backs in the pass game, um, I, I really am. I do think that Washington's going to be able to have the dudes offensively to answer. Um, but I say all of this to say, um, I think Washington's offensive of line is going to do a substantially better job in pass protection. So Michigan's not going to be able to just unload um, on, on their front. Um, and I would be, I would be, and anybody else would be, a damn fool to pick against Michael Penix Jr at this point. Um bingo. He's been he's, he's been a buzzsaw. Um like I said like I said for Oregon um in the Pac-12 championship game it was hard to pick against Bo Nix. Um the only dude in the country that is that you are, you can't pick against um more than the Nix twice this season is is Michael Penix Jr, man. I just, he's not going to let this team lose this game. Um, I, I just, I, I, I can't see it. I don't think that there's any realistic way that Washington has made it this far 14 to zero in this setting with that quarterback and that much talent on their roster. And they're not going to win it. I, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard to pick against a man. Um, I, I, I am really excited to see what Michigan has in store for an offense. It's just been so electric all year long. Um, and, and Dylan Johnson's playing in this game, right? He's he, to, he He's, he's good, good. To go.
2: I don't know how, but he is. Yeah. So, look. He's kind yeah. of Noah sewell is His
0: injury yeah. looked –
1: It did. He, like, he got carded off.
0: Yeah. Dude. Dude. What? Jeez. He did the Noah Sewell. <laughs> he did the Noah Sewell. He died and came back. Noah Sewell. I I was remember when we were convinced that he like tore his Achilles in that UCLA game in twenty twenty. Yeah, and,
1: and we just, were like, like man, man, that sucks. He was such a promising freshman
0: player, and then he came back. He came and back.
1: And we were like what?
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I've got, I've got Washington winning this game. Uh, I've got Washington winning. Um. And I'm gonna go with the score of. 30 to, 23, 26, thirty to 26, twenty six. Thirty to twenty six. Washington win.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a Washington score. It's just never yeah, gonna. Despite the fact that we score so much, we never make it a normal score. Like thirty seven yeah. against Texas for no reason. Yeah. I have Washington thirty nine thirty four. That was that's been the pick I've been sticking with. Um, and the reason I said bingo while Jackson was um very carefully and beautifully analyzing this um, matchup here um, was because you could talk about the 84 other scholarship players on Washington. You could talk about the 85 scholarship players on, on Michigan, but there is one guy that will make the difference in this game. Michael Penix Jr. He is going to will this team to a win. He is He's not going to let us lose. I have full belief in that, that this man is not going to allow this team to lose. He's been through too much, and he's come too far to let this team lose to a Michigan team that I think is severely overrated. I'm going to say it. Um, I don't think Michigan has seen a quarterback of this caliber. Um, if Michigan played Oregon, it would be a pick for me. I mean, just because you give them an opponent with a quarterback who can go toe-to-toe with them. I mean, um, now, now, no disrespect to Jalen Milrow, of course, he wasn't ready for that game. I mean, and his offensive line didn't help him. Yeah. I mean, he,
2: yeah.
1: he was already, um, seeing ghosts at the start of the game. And then the fact that the offensive line never came through to eventually help him, even when he started to ease into it, of course, like that one drive where Seth McLaughlin just kept throwing the ball at his feet, um, it's like even when he started to ease into the moment he didn't have any help
0: right and i think alabama kind of reverted to like early season form where we just kind of kept the offense away from Jalen, and it was just like man it yeah that yeah right it just, so yeah. it's yeah. like yes that's what about they played
1: here's jaylen milrow um yeah. At this stage of his career, though, Jalen Milrow ain't Michael Penix Jr. I think we can all agree on that. Um, and what Washington can do vertically down the field um, is unmatched across the country, not just in the Pac-12, not just in the college football playoff. There, there I mean, there's no one that can do what we can do. Um, and so – in Michigan secondary, just hasn't seen this. They've seen receivers. They've seen receivers like Ohio State. You go back and watch the Ohio State All Twenty Two, which I um, went ahead and did this week after work. Um, man, Kyle McCord had dudes open all game long, missing them. <laughs> Throw he threw a pick to Will Johnson with um, throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. with Ameka Ibuka on the other side running free for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the dude sucks. Um I mean, there's a reason his best offer in the portal was goddamn Syracuse. Um nobody wanted him. Yeah. He's like, he's like Ray Davis in foster care. Nobody wanted him.
2: Oh, Jesus. Oh my god. Oh Lord, my God. Oh, oh. He's
1: making fun of the commentator, not Ray Davis. I
0: know, but Jesus. I'm sorry, Ray. <laughs> if if you're if you're listening to this, I, I don't know why you would be, but I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, Ray Davis, you, you made it two hours and two minutes into this podcast. Um, you are wanted here.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. You. You are more than welcome. If you, yeah. you want to come on for an episode or something like that, that'd be yeah,
1: cool. for sure. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think if Michigan wants to play that cover three, we're gonna. There. I mean, there's holes in cover three all day. I mean, and. You talk about Polk down the seam, Jeremy Bernard getting going on jet sweeps and stuff. I I don't think Michigan's got I think Michigan lacks a couple of things defensively. Speed on the edge and because we saw Jason McClellan when they gave him those um when they gave him those Nashie Harris outside zone carries. Hey, he turned away some yards, man. Um Dude. I think Michigan will be easier to run on with Dylan Johnson than Texas was, assuming health for DJ. Um, If Yeah, Dylan's 100%. I think Michigan will be easier to run on than Texas because Texas has um, dudes up front. I think uh, sweat is better than anyone we'll see um, for Michigan. But we held sweat in check on the pass protecting. And if it comes down to a game where we have to throw 50 times – I get a little worried. I really do because I think we need a run game in this one. We didn't really need it against Texas because their secondary sucks. Um, Will Johnson and the boys can play. There's a lot of talk that – and I'm part of that talk that Michigan hasn't seen a passing game all year. um, So that's why their secondary is good. They have guys in that
0: They got dudes.
1: It's hard to make – I don't want to make the distinction that Michigan doesn't have secondary players that can –
0: but I mean, oh, because even, okay. even if you look back at the, um, a lot of the sacks that Melrose has taken and you look across the board and our right, receivers were strapped up. There was nowhere to go, even if, yeah, even if there was time for right. most of that game. So, and of course
1: they strapped for two seconds. So that's not that hard. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, um, if we can protect Mike, I really like our odds in this game because I really like the odds of our guys getting open. Um, once again, um, Ohio State has the type of receivers Washington has. They're the one team in the country that might be able to stack up to us, and I don't even think they do. Um, okay. With a fully healthy Jalen McMillan? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and that's what we have right now. Um, we, I mean, Jalen Polk. I, I, don't, I, I don't think Jalen Polk still gets enough respect. The dude's an 1,100-yard, nine-touchdown-wide receiver. That's not easy.
0: That's not at all.
1: And, and the dude's had a couple games. With nothing. Zero catches, right. zero yards. Um, Oregon State and Washington State, he didn't get a single catch or yard in either of those games. He had like five drops against Oregon State, but he didn't catch a damn ball. Um, all right. So the dude could have had like a 1300 yard season. If he showed up for those two games, I don't know, man. It's just so hard for me to say that Michigan can match up with these guys. Um, But they, they've got, they've got the secondary. If there was a secondary to do it in the country, it's probably theirs. Um, But I'm, I'm not entirely sure it, I've got this game coming down to the last possession, but if the last possession's in our hands, I think we're going to win. Um, just because I trust Michael Penix that much to drive us down if we need it. Um, he's done it all year and for two years now. Um, and I don't see why that would change. So, yeah, Washington 39, Michigan 34. The Huskies win their first national championship since 1991. Um God, I couldn't be. I couldn't be more excited. I can't believe we're in the national championship. I mean, um, I, I thought we could be here before the season started. I, I now that it's happening, it's just surreal. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, enjoy um, it, man. Yeah, it's seriously, enjoy. So it. Up. Enjoy it. I, we should. It, 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 we should have had the family theater, man. We were so close.
1: We we should have. We,
0: we were so close, man.
1: In a hypothetical Alabama-Washington um, national championship.
0: Who do you guys think wins? I'm not picking against my team. But uh, I, I get that. Given I would guard. probably go UW. Yeah, Washington would have given our safeties hell. And um, I think
1: Braylon Trice is just on Jalen Milro's back, giving him back shots all night. Bro, oh,
0: my bro. God. But I see even then, I don't – I don't necessarily think so. I think Bama's strength on that offensive line is it's on the, the tackles, outside. It's the tackles, yeah. So I, I do think like that they, the interior they, rush killing you guys. There it was, it, it was just no safety there. There was no protection there, I guess. Safety yeah. is a position on the field, so you can't say that. But um, as good as Caleb Downs is, um, he is – He's still really young, so there's a lot of time to improve this, Um, but he's substantially better in the box than he is in the secondary, and that's not to say that he hurts himself, because a lot of the times um, where we end up in single safety high looks, um, Caleb covers his part of the field, Uh, but it's it's Jalen Key, it's it's Christian Story, it's it's uh, the other guys yeah. in the secondary uh, and safety position where it's like we just, I felt like we would just been too far in a position too often for what Washington does downfield it would just would have torn us up and then you also got to think with those deep crosser concepts um um we would have been in, in a position if we ended up getting to the championship where Michigan just tore us up on it for an entire game. And then you play a team that does that better than anybody else in the country um, with the amount of guys that they have um, with our linebackers in space. Like I just, I would not have liked that matchup at all.
1: Washington is so good at isolating the one week link of a secondary or a defense. Yeah. Um, because I, And also Washington is so good at avoiding the best player on opposing defenses. Right. The best we did at that was the um twenty twenty two Apple Cup.
0: Just oh, yeah. completely took Deion Henley
1: out of the game.
2: It's
0: a um, part of the game. And that, and that's like so in the, in this hypothet in this hypothetical matchup, like Alabama would have, and, and Alabama's had their best success um where and I think I made this point to the group chat. I I know I did actually. Bama's best success comes where um, Malachi Moore and Caleb Downs are at safety. Um, Terrion Arnold is in the star position, which is our nickel corner. Um, and kool McKinstry and and Trey Amos, the transfer from Louisiana, are outside. When when we are in those that personnel grouping, um, there's probably like a combined like six yards on our defense all year with those guys on the field. It is it's been so successful, but we have just been so like. And, and Terry Arnold is an amazing corner. He could he could defend anybody on the field, inside outside, no matter what. Um, but we just we didn't use him inside enough, and we're we've been right. so infatuated with using Malachi Moore as a star. Um, and he's just too fucking he's too fat to play nickel corner. Because right. he's too big. He's a safety, and that's okay. And it, but it it showed when our best success we, was when he was there, and it, it, he just couldn't cover anybody. We had the same issue last year. We put Dom at that Husky spot,
1: right. moving Mishael Powell to um, moving Misha Powell to that Husky spot has fed families for the Huskies yeah. defense, um,
0: and, and that's why yeah, and that's why I want Earl Little Jr. to come back so bad because he would just be tremendous in that star spot. But it's like, oh man, and like, it's just, it's just like, it's one of those things, man. Like, he he just can't, like I said, he just can't cover anybody. No, so it's just you can't go in, oh, with a man defense. You can't play a man. And, and man he's two. probably exactly who Washington would
1: do all their shifts to isolate on one of our better exactly. receivers. So like, even on that downfield,
0: right? Even on that final drive when Roman Wilson went up and made that crazy catch, it was not the guy who was guarding him. It was like, oh my god, this is not. And I'm a huge Malachi Moore fan. I've been a Malachi fan since 2020, since his freshman year. But he's just gotten too big, and he can't guard anybody anymore. He's just now in a bad spot. Um, Right. And hopefully when he comes back, we transition him fully into a safety. Right. Um, Because I think he can can be an NFL player as a safety.
1: I wonder if – is Rome better than our other receivers enough to where Will Johnson follows him? That's a question I'm interested in. Um, think, think should think about the way Washington opens their plays. They do all those shifts and motions. Do you really want your defense scrambling like that to match up? Um, there's the there is also the idea though that you want your best on their best, but the confusion it can cause the and the greatness of Jalen McMillan and Jalen Polk.
0: Right, I I think that kind of, I almost kind of takes you out of the game as a whole, trying to trying keep to keep Will Johnson. Romo Dunze.
1: But if you've got Romo Dunze on anyone else, and I know they have other great defensive backs, you take that shot. You take that yeah. chance.
0: You bro, we could have had Kool Aid versus Romo.
2: <laughs> that would have been. I got I got Romo winning that though.
0: Kool Aid is shut down, bro. Like I I know like I get it, like Rome is different, but like a lot of corners, right? Like they get a lot of credit for like what they do. Um, you know, in one on one situations, like, you know, going up, getting picks, knocking the ball away. Nobody targets Kool-Aid McKinstry. That's how locked down his dudes are.
2: Right.
0: He does not get targeted.
2: That's true.
0: Like even like even Terrion gets targeted. He just makes the play when he does. Kool Aid doesn't get targeted. That's why I would have loved to see that match up. And like
1: yeah. Kool Aid McKinstry is a special corner he's a first round talent all the way i mean they're both first round. i mean rome is rome's probably going top 10 in this draft now
0: That's after good that point.
1: performance on texas i think yeah. rome kind of cemented himself i think i'll say this i think rome's closer to marvin harrison jr than malik neighbors i think he blows yeah. out of the water hell yeah um there's a lot of people that would disagree with that take. There's a lot of people that would say Neighbors is better than Rome.
0: But I mean, you know. Neighbors, I respect Neighbors. He's cool, but he's just not – He's 6'3", running a I mean, he's at f- different levels. And not winning
2: a, almost every single 50-50 ball is thrown at him.
0: I mean, he, Malik Neighbors is a really good slot wide receiver. He should get a ton of credit for what he does in that position. He's a big-time playmaker. But said, that's just not the same. It's not
1: awesome, man. The, the different. my favorite trait of his is probably is how late his hands are when the ball's up in the air. He yeah. EV can't even tell that the ball's up in the air because it um he's not waiting for it. Or, or he doesn't look like he's waiting for a ball to come to him, and then all of a sudden his hands go up and he's got it. Um
0: He was so deep in his bag against Oregon State. That was that was one right, of my yeah. favorite is, he,
1: he was, scored. and we didn't even score in the second half of that game, but Rome in the first half was enough. Um, Rome really carried Washington through those last two games against Oregon State and Washington State. Yeah. Uh, it was Rome. <laughs> it wasn't – it wasn't pent- – that that could be why – I think Rome, by the way, should have been in the top ten for Heisman just because of his value to Washington. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Um I think Rome was the really? easy pointnikov, and I think he is one of the biggest pointnikov snubs in in a while. That's my really? personal, honest opinion. Marv, but no, I love Marv. I I love how talented he is. You cannot but rule the production out production wasn't really there.
0: No well, the production wasn't there, but you also have to think like the same thing can be said for Marv and his value to his team. That's so actually, I, and
2: to be you, fair, he was hard, 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 he, hard, he, hard, hard. Hard. he was doing that with McCord.
0: With Kyle McCord, right? Right.
1: You have to take that into some account, but at the same time, we can't talk about hypothetical stats. What I would do with a, if I had a better quarterback, if I had, you'd, quarter quarter. you'd have to do that. You have to do that with a lot more guys. If you right. just say if his situation was better, this would happen. Right. You'd have or to do a, that with a lot more guys than just Marv. Now what Marv got the benefit doubt because he's already a hyped-up prospect and he's phenomenal, but.
0: I what mean, if Jalen Milrow wasn't playing with handcuffs behind his back for the first four weeks? Well, what if
1: Jalen Milrow was in Washington's offense?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, right. the second you say that, it's like, okay, put him in the Heisman race. Right. Um, now, of course, Alabama and Washington have their differences offensively, um, but you give J- i mean, you give Jalen Milrow those type of pockets, he's going to beat you vertically. Uh, a lot man, more so I, than a lot, I think a lot of people think.
0: I will say I feel content that Texas did not win the Sugar Bowl. Because if Texas won the Sugar Bowl and we lost we would have I think we would have skull drugged Texas. I fully am confident that we would have gone in that game and beat them to death. Um but I think if we played Washington, I would have picked my team to win and I would have been confident in them winning, but goddamn I would have been scared. Um so I feel better knowing that I don't have to be nervous on Monday night
1: right
0: i will i will go home from work and i'll i'll be happy that i'm not stressed
1: and then there's texas versus michigan which was hitler versus Stalin.
0: nobody would have watched that i would i genuinely would not have watched that film. i think i could say the same if we lost I, in texas i wasn't gonna watch the championship um, and I would not have been inclined in any way to watch it. I, I'm only I'm only watching Monday because of the oh, A because I really want to I, I want to see Penny's win a championship. Like that would be awesome. And then B, um, I want to see if there's an actual announcement for the new EA football game and so like, yeah, right. Bowl Huge for the culture. And then also I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for my buddy Clamp God. I, I can't I can't not. I mean, this is this is big for the podcast.
1: It is. I mean, this is the first time the Pac-12 has been here in right. podcast history, and it's the last time, right. unfortunately.
0: B- Bama, Bama was here was the first year of the podcast, but that doesn't count. It doesn't, that's not, it doesn't matter. No,
1: the podcast didn't even know you were a Bama fan that year. No,
0: that, that was still, we, were still, we were still suppressing it. Mm-hmm. Man, I met that team. Jeez.
1: Right. Oh, man. Washington's in the national championship. Mm
0: -hmm. Oregon State's next, man, I'm telling you.